Yo, what up, Reject Nation? Yo, we live, we live in the house. Let us know if you can hear us. Let us know if you can hear us. Koi's got a new haircut. Koi's got a new haircut. Oh, Dan V900, he has sent a $10 super chat. I can't, okay, when we go to the supers, we're going to let you know. All right, guys. All right, if you can hear us, let us know. Let me adjust this a tiny bit. Koi. Get it pretty. Guys, Koi, what do you think of Koi's hair? Laura asked where it is. It is on the floor of my barber. Well, I assume now <laughs> in the trash of my barber. Uh, this is the hair I had for years, and I missed it so much, and uh, I am very, very happy to have it back. He looks sexy as hell, doesn't Thanks, he? Man, I feel good. I feel, it feels like me. It feels, like, uh, feels like who I am. I think we should get in a fight. Oh. I think we should get in a fist fight. Is that what this hair brings out to me? You're like, <laughs> yes. this is a guy I want to fight. Yes. Um, okay, guys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, really quick. What I wanted to say is that Koi's going to make an announcement while I <laughs> grab something so I can do the backup recording on the audio. You got okay. Koi, do you want me to say what's happening? Tell them about the Comic Con. Citizens of the Reject Nation, we have been teasing it for quite some time, and we can now officially tell you Saturday, 1 p.m. PST at Comic Con, we will be in. The auditorium of the Neil Morgan Auditorium, officially at San Diego Comic-Con. Neil Morgan Auditorium, the central library of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it's a pretty big room, so uh, come through. Because it's uh, they're like, hey, these guys, they really filled up WonderCon. Let's let's give them a bigger room. And we're like, hey, we've earned that. But also, we want you there. And Corey's going to be like five minutes late to it. I, uh, yeah, like five uh, times. He's, five he's time. doing a Hall H. Panel. I'm hosting Hall H. <laughs> I'm literally hosting Hall H as our panel starts, but I will be there. It'll just be a few minutes late because I'm going to have to physically, you know, gallivant. But yeah. uh, it's cool that we're literally going to be, I can tell the people at Hall H to go over. Yeah, there you go. You leave Hall H, you go to the library. There'll be no one there at our panel, and then suddenly there's going to be a swarm of people running behind. Yeah, like, this is insane. <laughs> I'm hoping this goes well. Who are these guys? <laughs> he so, yeah. really insisted. <laughs> Every one of them. Who are these rejects? Are yeah. they real? Uh, so, yeah, please, please come through. We are very excited. San Diego is uh, something that means a lot to me. San Diego Comic-Con is something that was always a pipe dream as a kid to even attend. So the fact that we are are having a panel, like I've, I've hosted panels and I've attended panels and I've slept in the Hall H line. But to have a real rejects panel there feels like we did. Like, obviously, uh, my publicist, who I love dearly, helped. But, like, we have a panel at, at Saturday at San Diego Comic-Con. That's, like, such an honor. So... Please come through if you're anywhere in California. Can't wait for Koi's arms to be even bigger that day. Hell Just yeah. Getting that plump. All right, guys. Well, enough of that boring stuff about yeah. us having a Comic-Con panel. Let's kick off this live stream officially. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are here, please be here by leaving a like. That would mean a lot. And uh, it's been a while since we've been live. And uh, I think the next one, that'll be John and Koi. Yeah, there's going to be a point. I just saw my favorite comment. Koi looks like he's about to take over the early 2000s box office. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great comment. Best comment. Uh, next week, yeah, uh, yeah. we've got a, a big one, me and John. What is it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The DC animated one. Yeah, we're going to be ranking. So you guys uh, love my ranking videos in Koi's Comic Corner. John and I have been watching the entirety of the DC general animated universe, but we just concluded the specific DC AMU corner of that universe. We're going to be ranking the AMUs, and uh, that's going to be a lot. So I'm very excited about it. And we're still building up to the day where Koi learns how to do this so he can do a live stream by himself. Uh, so thank you guys for everyone who's here. and Thank you to all who contribute to our Super Chats and stream 
Labs, I just saw another one coming. Thank you guys so much. Like playbacks on these are weird, and so is like Google AdSense on them. So like the super chats and streamlabs are definitely welcome. And we got so many last time. We kept us on live stream for longer. It's always longer than we expect, but we never end a stream without without doing all of them. That's just the way we roll. Anyway, guys. Uh, let me just adjust this a tiny bit. There we go. Okay, sweet sauce. Well, here's what we got to talk about today for sure. Um, uh, before we go into anything else, we have uh, the main topics are here in this photo. As you can see, we got Ryan Reynolds set photos. Yes. We got rumors about Wolverine in his yellow suit. And then uh, apparently Robert Downey Jr. was spotted on set for Captain America 4, guys. And then, you know, of course, some Superman legacy talk that we got to be having right now. Let's kick it off with the main topic of the day. Um, Ryan Reynolds. So, Coy, what do you think of this atrocious new suit that he has? Atrocious. Atrocious. These tiny tweaks that are causing I, such uproar. People were like, new MCU suit. And I was like, it's I'm going to need to pull up another photo because I can't <laughs> quite tell the difference between the two. Also, the photo that like is out there that's like all bright is is a very saturated well, this, color. This one is from the set photo. I, yeah. just, I just really uh, polished it. It looks great, by yeah, the way. Excellent. Let's, like, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Here's a little BTS on running YouTube page. The thumbnails are an insane <laughs> yes. journey, and it's really hard because if they're not pretty, it's like not as likely to click. Just subconsciously, this man hustles on these thumbnails. This is gorgeous. Oh, appreciate that. Like truly. Uh, now, Deadpool, in my opinion, has one of the best super suits of all super suits, and I think that the slight tweaks, the colors a little brighter, but it's not nearly as different as a lot of people that are pulling. People are pulling like promo stills that are like the finished movie from like a set photo, and they're going like, ah, they've changed everything. They've literally added some gold accoutrement to his. His, uh, to his knuckles. He's got a little bit more uh, gold on his accessories. He's also got a slightly different chest piece. But overall, is a very subtle change. And I think, honestly, it looks a little more comic accurate. I actually like this salute a slight better. Like, it's not a crazy change, but I like the slight changes. Um, and most of all, what I'm getting from this is I called this years ago. I said in 2018 they were going to do Deadpool kills the Fox universe when they started talking merger. Why are you insisting that that is what you get from these set photos? What uh, set fo- what what is what is it about the photo? Okay, there? there's a shot of Ryan Reynolds standing and this sounds so dumb, but there's a shot of Ryan Reynolds standing in front of a forest. But the forest looks just like the forest from Logan. I know Hugh Jackman has also said he would not ruin the ending of Logan. So I think this shot this is... This shot right here? Okay. I think that's let Deadpool me, pulling me, that in. Yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, while he grabs this, I think this is literally a moment where we are having Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson trying to gather Wolverine and he can't get the Wolverine he knows because he's dead. So I think this is Wade Wilson literally discovering the dead body of Logan to make it canon that the Wolverine we meet in the film is a different Wolverine. I think there's going to be multiple Wolverines, but I think Logan stays dead. Uh, I think this shot right here, the forest behind him, is going to be the woods at the end of Logan, and I think we get a comic-accurate Wolverine. I get. I think we get a very uh, fun, different, playful uh, Wolverine. I think we might even get like the X-Men animated series like looking at Jean Grey. Well, I think we're going to get a lot of different Wolverines, but I think this specific image shows that the logan that we know is dead you got it all from this one shot not even kidding this one shot with a little tree behind it where it's mcu and you could literally put him anywhere (laughs) that's what i got and you said Definitely. End of Logan. That's what's going on right now. Okay, so the the math checks out. Years ago, I said, five years ago now, I said, Deadpool kills the Fox universe, and now we find out Elektra is in it. 
confirming that we're getting Fox characters. Years ago, I said the only way to have Deadpool be R-rated in the MCU is by having him out of continuity. If Deadpool's killing the Fox universe, that means that the character would know he's in a movie, which would allow him to be bleeped in PG-13 movies, but be R-rated in his own movies. This also allows the fourth wall breaking to be logical without messing up the continuity of the MCU, and it allows Ryan Reynolds, the man himself, to control the press rollout, which I think he deserves. If you'll notice, D23 was only a week before Deadpool 3 was announced with Hugh Jackman. I guarantee you, Marvel wanted to have Deadpool be announced as a big spectacle, but Ryan Reynolds was like, no, no, I'm maximum effort media. I control the press rollout because I think he's the best at it. So I would say he's controlling the narrative in and out of continuity and in and out of the narrative by making this with the storyline. All right, Coy. From this image. Well, I believe you. <laughs> I think it's what's happening, folks. Okay, so what do you think about the rumors about him being in the yellow suit, uh, Wolverine? Oh, I think that, okay, so if do you, you bring- think it would be cheesy, I think they could pull it off. I think they can pull it off. And I, I think, think Hugh Jackman cool. wanted it the whole time. Like, he, Oh, yeah. It was teased for the Wolverine. He was supposed to be in Spider-Man. To... Oh, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> like, right. That's how long this goes back of like Kevin Feige was the reason Hugh Jackman has comic accurate hair. He fought on set to make sure it was accurate. That's how long Kevin Feige's had our backs. He was literally supposed to be the first crossover cameo in the first Spider-Man. Wolverine was supposed to walk by like on the ground. So I think the idea of a suit has been percolating for literally the entire modern superhero era. 2001, Spider-Man came out. So 22 years, I think Hugh Jackman's been fighting for a suit. I think we're finally going to get a, if not a couple suits of Wolverine. All right. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. I think he would look absolutely accurate. That's the one one thing left to fulfill, I feel like, about Hugh Jackman. Yeah, right. There's... As, as much as I feel like we're done with the character, like whatever you do with the character, fine. now this is superfluous. Yeah, to me, I think what he really wants is to cross over with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and of course, rock that yellow suit. It was teased at the end of the Wolverine, mm-hmm. and or was it teased at the end of the Wolverine, or was there a it deleted, was a deleted, deleted scene that we've seen scene. so much that it's headed yes. the box? Well, they wanted it to happen, and it would be the most comic accurate reflection. But the other thing was, since we're on the Deadpool three subject, that we have to talk about. Oh wait, I see there's a super chat in there. We'll want to make sure. Don't want to over. Don't, don't want over answer. It. Don't over answer things. We will get to them. Um, ASAP right away. You know what? How about we how about we run through the mill on the on the few that we've gotten so far? Okay. So I want to play some of these audios. Yeah, I know they're they're very good. I, I mean, we ran late because I was like, <laughs> I have audio ideas for the super chats, <laughs> and, they're, right. and they're worth the delay. <laughs> I got a ten. I got a ten dollar one, a fifteen dollar one, and a twenty dollar one. Uno momento, por favor. While Greg wraps, well, Greg readjusts the world for everyone here. Um, in the meantime, Coy, read off some things that are happening in the chat right now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, what's this and why do I care? I don't know. Why are you here? Coy makes a lot of sense. Thank you very much. Love the haircut. Coy looks good. I appreciate that. Chris Pratt would be a good booster gold. He is my fan cast booster gold just for like making people angry and also the James Gunn nepotism thing I'd be so mad at. Uh, Coy should work for Marvel seriously. <laughs> I should have been perhaps consulted on this thing I pitched uh, five years ago. But also, like, it's, what's really funny to me is I pitched this to Rob Liefeld and Rob Liefeld and I were, are on camera saying, like, we should really reach out to Kevin Feige. And now I'm like, did he see this interview? Because <laughs> it was legit five years ago. Uh, and, like, Ryan Reynolds obviously is a big Deadpool fan to the point where Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe is probably in his pantheon. So I'm not saying I wrote this. I'm just saying... I could have helped. Uh, by the way, I also think that Ryan Reynolds is going to be running maybe the best marketing campaign ever because I think now more than ever, Marvel is going to need the Deadpool 
bump. I think he's going to basically be the the um, Iron Man of the Fox MCU I, I just YouTube era. You are so good at filling the, t- the, the, the silence while I am. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't even have to think. Like, like you, didn't, no, you even got rid of the live like, chat. It's kind of quiet. <laughs> normally, I'm like, kind of like, just try, play, be cool. It's gonna be fine. And, do, you know, do you know why? Do you know my, you know my thing? It's a horrible name drop. Do you know the reason behind that? Behind what? Why I'm like, uh, I'm so focused on dead air. Why? Uh, okay, shameless name drop. First one of the uh, hour. Uh, when I was at the Ford versus Ferrari premiere, I was talking to Harrison Ford, you know, that guy. And uh, there was a moment where I thanked him for how he treats journalists. And I think he thought I was like joking or like like making fun of him. Sure, and sure. he looked down at me kind of quizzically. And I was like, no, no, like the way you treat journalists means I have a job because people get seen as not being able to do their job because you call them out on it. Like you're aggressive toward journalists. And I think that's the bar. Like if someone's sitting down with an actor like Harrison Ford, they should do their job. And Harrison Ford doesn't let him get off of it. So I thanked him and I was sincere and he turned around and there was this moment where I was like, Oh no, I've, I've angered Harrison Ford. And he gave me the point, which is terrifying. Oh, you got the got Harrison the point. Ford point. And he said something I'll never forget. And he's the Jiminy cricket on my shoulder. Now he, he went, I got one rule. If there's dead air, it's theirs. <laughs> so now, as a journalist, it's mine. So I, I never let there be dead air because Harrison Ford, he's my Jiminy Cricket. That's hosting. amazing. Right? And I it rhymes. Harrison Ford. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to get this. It'll, it'll eventually smooth you. out. Um, you know, you just got to give me five seconds. It's, 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 you know how it is. Normally, I'm like, we embrace the rocky side of, of these But we're so shows. early in the stream. I want to get some filler time. I have, it is a flex. I have readjusted this so many times. <laughs> and it's... It is it is very, very off the top. But um don't worry, guys, we got this. I just want to get to that Jennifer Garner question. Oh. I'm very excited. Fill the silence, Corey. What oh, are you doing? Uh, of course you talked to Harrison Ford. Who haven't you talked to? Uh you know, I haven't talked to Barack Obama. I would like to talk to Obama. Uh I've never met Dr. Dre. You haven't talked to Barack. Uh I would really, really like to meet um uh, Mich- uh, uh Michelle Pfeiffer. Not, Mich- not Michelle Pfeiffer. Um who else is there? <laughs> um, this is good. Cool. <laughs> trying to trying to think of unnamed drops. Uh, you cut. Yeah, bra. I, I like that. I like that comment. I appreciate it. We're not done talking um, about Deadpool three news. No, there, we're just getting I to just the questions. I just wanted to make sure to get to the super chat. I was filling said, time. I, said, Don't, I hate it when we're like, oh, we were someone committed to uh, provided a super chat, and I feel like always bad when someone has when we've already answered it on our own. Yeah. Um, I also so, have yeah. more theories about Deadpool, will, so I'm hoping they're in the it. chat. So ask Deadpool questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got this. We got this. Don't worry. I just wanted to make sure to get there. But really I've quick, never Dan, met John Snackles, big fan. Dan V nine hundred. We got a ten. Super, Super chat. chat. Yeah, that's for you, Dan V900. That's a good one. From the Pitch Perfect 3 reaction, you brought up how the first one was raunchier with the color. Right, we're keeping this on a completely different subject. <laughs> uh, how the first one was raunchier with the comedy. Speaking of raunchy comedies, Joyride is out right now, and it's so good. The OG title was Joy Fuck Club. I want you guys to know that uh, th- so many people have told us. Like I remember we were talking at the Mission at Impossible the, event. We literally were talking about this at another yeah. event. And uh, there were a lot of people who were saying like this. it's one of the funniest movies like in, in a very, very long time. And I decided a long time ago, I'm already going to be covering it here as a reaction on the channel. It's a comedy. I mean, we don't cover, we surprisingly don't react to that many comedies. Will it be Coy in the video? Will it be John? Who knows? I have waited to see it. But thank you, Dan V900. Uh, let's see right here. Chef C, 
Would never wish for the end of this, um, but thank you for the super chat, by the way. Uh, what are each of your dreams, hopes, ambitions in life after RR or alternate timeline without real rejects? What's your dream life? Uh, my real ambition is to uh, really get the, the uh, you know, it's it look, it's looking great. I, I feel like this career endeavor that I have is is really solid uh, screenwriting. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I've heard right now, more than healthy. ever, it seems like it's the best profession to ever hop into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is my main uh, aspiration. And then I also really do want to create a graphic. Just like a couple weeks ago, you and I were yep. sharing our graphic novel ideas kind of uh, in depth of what we would want to create. And uh, one day I feel like that'll be something Coy and I do ultimately collaborate on in some yeah. capacity. And, I, and I've got a screenplay I want Greg to look at that I, I used to write, and uh, I really value his opinion as a writer and uh, as a man, so I, I want him to... So we're both going to, like... Mainly as a man, mainly less as a, man. as a writer. I mean, you know, subjective. But, but uh, my, my main dream, hope, ambition um, is I really want to do what James Lipton did for acting, like actors getting that credibility and their connection. Like, I feel like James Lipton humanized actors in a real way, but for uh, genre content, I want to give integrity to genre content. I feel like there's this weird gap where if someone's good in a movie, but it's in a it's in a movie that happens to be adapted from a comic, there's an asterisk, and I hate that because most movies are either adapted from, like, a book, a story, a true, uh, that, like, there's so many things that adapt. So the fact that comics make it an asterisk drives me insane. So I want to be a talk show host that's, specifies that genre content is just as worthy. Lord of the Rings is not any different than a Meryl Streep joint. And uh, I hate that caveat. So a talk show host is my big goal. We got something in the works to demonstrate that. He just did an interview with someone, and I can t- guarantee you it's it's the best interview of this actor you guys will ever see. I don't mean that in any hyperbolic way. Pavin Meyer saying recommendations. Thank you, Pavin Meyer. Um, reactions batman year one that's already on the list all-star batman uh superman i mean i think that's on the list already yeah. superman red sun and batman and harley quinn those are all on the list haven't gotten to but them appreciate yet. the super chat <laughs> yeah i appreciate the 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 oomph we know you're gonna be excited there. i love how a lot of these have nothing to do with the main topic Anything that we want to get there's one question in the super chats this list that we're really trying to get to <laughs> <laughs> but i love the questions that are coming in so far so thank you guys um Raccoon Shampoo is saying, uh, oh, wait, it's a 10. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a super, super chat. chat. So, I've been thinking about this all night. What Star Wars species would be the tastiest? If we're talking in terms of food, um, I okay, I'm going to take this in a different direction in a way that won't get us demonetized. A Twi'lek would be the tastiest one. There's just something about them that when you see them, you're like, I don't know what it is about this creature, but they're so sexy. Mm. You know what the Twilight is? I do. Yeah. I like that. That's not the answer. I, would, I, I was thinking porgs look delicious. Oh, they'd be the best to eat. They're like chickens. I'm using tasty. You're in going tasty in, in another way. Different I respect that. I like yeah. that. What's the, what's the species that are like the blue aliens that are all like sensual, like in the cantina? That's a Twilight. We're on the same page. <laughs> That's We're on the, the same Twilight. Page. You said you knew what it was. I did, but I thought it was another thing entirely. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the green ones. Oh, no, they can be blue and green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they I can did, be, they I can did be blue and green. Yeah, yeah, they can be blue I and green. I thought Twilight's were green. And then yeah. I, I, I was wrong and right simultaneously. We uh, have the same taste in aliens, Greg. Let's see here. Uh, thank you. Wesley Marshall. Uh, thank you, Wesley. Be sure to watch Constantine House of Mystery. It's part of the DCAMU. I feel like it's going to be a really good live stream. Uh, Someone said, can we start the main topics? We did. We did a Deadpool section. We you will. rewind back. We did start the main topics. We will get there. <laughs> we just were trying to get to the, There's one specific in here that we saw that I want to make sure we get to it. Uh, it's part of the DCAMU. Constantine one specifically. The rest of the shorts are not connected, but great. I believe that is on the list. 
House of Mystery. I'd yeah. love to see it because I really love the Constantine like subplot and the through line through the universe. So I maybe we could do that like right before the uh, the live stream or something. Those will be rising up in ranks again here. All right, here we go. Deadpool. Oh, here we are. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a super chat. Deadpool 3 will be the, let me adjust this. Uh, Deadpool 3 will be the only Marvel movie to make billion dollars in the next two to three years. Avengers movies might be delayed, so we might not see them anytime soon, and the buildup is underwhelming. That's true. I do think the buildup to it has been a tad underwhelming. It's like we're excited by the title of it. Yeah. But there was a, such a solid buildup to Infinity Warning. Even though we didn't know exactly what the plot was, knowing the Infinity Stones were out in the ether and the whole universe and somehow this was going to collectively bring everyone together, the threat is not as concise or clear cut. But I feel like Deadpool 3 could be the first Deadpool movie to actually break the billion-dollar mark. It's just gotten the, close. Just the fact that you have... Wolverine and Deadpool in the same movie side by side together within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and with so everything many that pieces we, get, we love. It seems like the TVA is definitely going to be in there, yeah. as you mentioned. I think uh, there's another cameo that just was reported by Hollywood Reporter that we are going to dive into in just a minute. Uh, but that that alone is letting you know that this might actually d- deliver more than what we all expected Multiverse of Madness to deliver on. And I in think terms of Ryan Reynolds nostalgic. is the guy. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's going to want to deliver on that. Yeah. I think this- personally this is going to be a billion-dollar movie for all the reasons you just mentioned, but also it's kind of an anti-fatigue. Like there's certain sure. movies that are like, oh, I can laugh with and at it. Like I feel like Deadpool's going to acknowledge superhero fatigue. Deadpool's going to lean into all the multiversal stuff we wanted. Deadpool's going to be kind of the answer to the questions we've had. I feel like Across the Spider-Verse was much more the multiverse of madness we wanted, but there's still people that have that like animated asterisk, uh, and then there's also people that like don't see that as part of the universe. So I think that Deadpool is going to be what we wanted multiverse, what we wanted Thor, what we wanted Deadpool 2 even to be, because I personally like Deadpool 1 more than Deadpool 2. I think going back to the root of Deadpool and what he is, but then going huge with it and then tying in Hugh Jackman coming back, mm-hmm. there's no way this doesn't make a billion. Like, I think it's almost guaranteed. That's 100% going to make it. I feel like this one might be a, It's been a while since Marvel's had a billion dollars. It's been a while since Disney's had a billion dollars. Yeah. Hit. There's a reason they moved it up seven months. <laughs> yeah, there's also yeah. a reason that if they're wrapping soon, the confidence in this must have been insane. I guarantee Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds were reading or editing the hell out of this before they even filmed. I think ADR is going to be... A, like A lot of people are worried about the writer's strike, which everyone should be, but I think with Ryan Reynolds particularly, there's so much work under the mask that you can ADR jokes later, and you can also film a lot of options on set that are written. So I'm not as worried about that as others, but I think that this is comfortably Marvel's biggest thing on the books, which is crazy that Deadpool's bigger than the Avengers. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Avengers crossover. The thing that makes Avengers so big is, you know, those... Crossing. Crossing over. Fun fact, in the comics, after the Avengers did so well, Deadpool comics were also doing very well because they came out pretty much simultaneously. And yeah. in the comic books, Deadpool was actually funding the Avengers with his movie money. Oh, like, that's they hilarious. made it canon that Deadpool had the movie money and he was funding the Avengers. We must move on, Koi. Okay. Collide. Thank you. Hey, guys, who's your pick for the DCU Batman? George Clooney, obviously. I mean, Isn't the Flash canon. already established that it's going to be George Clooney? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no, I, I, I am, I'm going to go on the train. I'm going to champion hardcore for Jensen Ackles. Mm-hmm. He wants it to. As uh, it gets closer, I do feel like Jensen Ackles is more and more likely, especially with how James Gunn made it very clear that he was looking at fan responses. Like, I feel like that that tweet of Rachel Brosnahan and David Cornsweet from three years ago is very indicative of how plugged in he is. And I also think Jensen Ackles is uh, passionate about fandom. I really want yeah. someone that cares about like us. And Jensen Ackles has voiced him very well. So there's a hundred reasons. 
guys can't tell this. All these live streams are just a build up to Koi doing these solo. It's not, a, it's not a dig. Some people think I'm making a dig when I say something like that, but I'm like, no. Yeah, also, okay. we switch off doing them. It's, it's been fun. But yeah, one, one day on the ones and twos. We finally got to it. <gasps> this is the one <laughs> that I was like, we were going to bring it up. And then it just had me redirect the whole structure of the live stream. <laughs> uh, all right. Sidra uh, Zadie. Uh, he, she, I don't, I'm not sure. Cool. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, I read that Jennifer Garner is coming back as Electra in Deadpool three. See, there were rumors earlier that Ben Affleck was spotted on set for Deadpool three. And at first I was like, all right, I'm not really sure what's it. I mean, it could, could not be true that maybe they're just buddies. I, I had, a, right. I had a hard time, um, truly believing like, is, what is he showing up for? He, he could just be set visiting in some way. Right. Uh, and then he just did the Batman thing, and like I, I, I think he he's willing to take the piss out of it. something that some people might forget about Ben Affleck is he can take the piss out of himself. Like one of the he things plays that, Ben Affleck so well. One of the things that made me like him so much was when Geely came out. I'll never forget. Uh, he was on the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Did you ever see this? Yeah. He was on the Tonight Show, and he's like. It's getting such bad reviews, but I wanted to read the good reviews. And they just read like the most, the worst reviews. It was such a hilarious way to handle the bad publicity the movie was getting. And then all the stuff he's done with Kevin Smith, yeah. where he makes fun of himself, right? So then I, and, and it seems like the way they talk, like Jennifer Garner and him, even though they're divorced, they seem like they talk on good terms. They're co raising their kids and they yeah. seem like close. And then Hollywood Reporter confirms they they broke it. it was, I think it's Hollywood Reporter Variety, one of those two main outlets. But it was a, it's confirmed in one of the major outlets that Jennifer Garner is coming back as Electra in Deadpool three, which to me went okay. Then Ben Affleck must be doing a cameo. There's no way <laughs> they one go, without the other. That must be true. Confirmed that Ben Affleck is certainly now going to be appearing in Deadpool three as a Matt Murdock or Daredevil, which again confirms lends more to the credence. That, okay, we are going to be exploring the Fox universe and killing them off. What a perfect way to yeah. do it. And I, how insane is it? You rewind the clock to the Fox universe falling apart, how bad Electra is panned. Can you imagine telling, even when Deadpool 1 came out, being like, hey, you know how we're going to find out? Electra gets confirmed. Like, what a weird choice right. of any yeah. of them. But it does seem to lock in. Deadpool does kill the Fox universe. I think that's happening. And with Electra coming back, that opens up the door to all sorts of options. <laughs> J-Lo going to be so mad, Geek that's, that's so funny. <laughs> but I also think <laughs> this does allow for some fun, like multiversal hijinks. Of I think we're going to get cameos from people that wanted to play these characters. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of things that never came to be. That's cool, Rocket Fox. If they do share a scene, that's I'd love that, that closure. I think that's really cool. Uh, but it, you know, if they if they do have a scene together, yeah. Um, and that means they got to hang out with their kids on set. Yeah. Uh, someone, Aki Tomshi, why not Charlie Cox? Because he's not the Fox yeah. Daredevil. Uh, that's different there. I mean, Daredevil will probably interact with Deadpool now that he's in the universe, but not here. I swear to God, they better give us a Nick Cage cameo and not that goddamn CGI bullshit in a Flash. A real one, a tangible. Real, like, one thing that we've been, as you guys uh, have been doing the DC animated universe movies, because I've seen most of those already. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember most of them, so, but I but I've definitely seen most of them. And, and, but like we've also been trying to wrap up like what other Fox movies have we missed? You know, so I just mm -hmm. watched like Spirit of Vengeance. It's so crazy, I which seen I it. like. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. It's a blast. The, sh the way they shot. I love it's the visuals insane. in that. Yeah, the current yeah. directors, Neville Dean and Taylor, just mm -hmm. going to work. I thought it was really. I actually have fun. Um, and then yeah, like going with this one based off the same subject. Uh, Panthers Rule ninety five. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Hope the original Fantastic Four is in Deadpool 3, and if Chris Evans is in it, my life will be complete. 
Ryan Reynolds, similar to Dwayne Johnson, uh, is one of those people who's really plugged into what the fans are thinking and saying and kind of hoping for. And I feel like he actually did pay attention to some of the response that people felt a little bit let down with by Multiverse of Madness. And he's also you could also see the opportunity of what to do with inheriting the Fox universe. And this this would be the first clear cut sign. Right. Yeah. I mean, other than like Patrick Stewart appearing, this is the this is Deadpool three. Right. A, a Fox Universe movie continuing in the MCU. It's the biggest thing yes. today, uh, and people don't realize it's the not, scope. It's not of like this. Evan. P- it's not just Evan Peters or Ralph Boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're doing a real thing. Here. I don't. Yeah. People, I don't. I also want to think because of how many cameos we get in movies nowadays. People realize the scope of what this is. An entire studio had to die for this to occur. Right. Like the Fox yeah. Mutant Universe was like ten movies. It was an enormous thing. It was before the MCU. This was a giant thing that had to completely go away for the opportunity for Deadpool three to exist this is the biggest crossover in cinema history this is yeah. bigger than avengers this is the avengers plus another universe so i just don't know if people realize because of how kind of desensitized we are what this actually can be it's and true. my original pitch was we see chris evans show up and everyone waits for him to like yell avengers assemble or hold the shield and then he flames on i think that'd be the funniest way to start this well, off. i think after being able to get him in a cameo for free guy yeah i think that they're homies it, that makes it a lot there's more gotta likely. be and yeah. like also the opportunity to bring in michael b jordan and have him flame on after chris evans like there's so many things yeah. that'd be hilarious and i was saying before i think cameos like john ham is mr sinister things yeah. that we never actually got to see yeah so this is going to be i can't wait now we do got more super chats that we got to go through but uh i did want to talk really quick about the robert downey jr um the, him visiting set because that seems likely that that really did happen hold on let me readjust this entire setup okay let me re- i i actually have not seen the Electra movie good timing is now, it, now is to it, get after is it, it worth it i mean it's not i don't know worth it but it's certainly being talked about <laughs> i think you should watch it before the deadpool 3 movie you've got seven months let me just i'm just going to temporarily keep it like this i know it's not appealing on screen it's going to be like this temporarily over under 30 percent Deadpool or gwenpool shows up uh i think gwenpool is actually pretty likely with how popular oh. gwen stacy is Homie, I just said we got to talk about a specific news. Story. I was vibing the time because you uh, you were I'm setting just doing up. a very small. I didn't know how big the change here. would be. And then, oh my god, I can't wait because we got a good twenty. Oh, it's coming! All right, here we go. It is bigger than Avengers. Someone so, in the chat. Um, so Robert Downey Jr. He was apparently in uh, on set for Captain America four, mm-hmm. and I. Some people are thinking that this might mean he's doing a cameo for the movie. Have you heard about this? I haven't. This is the first I've seen it, and the first I've seen him. So, there was no set photo. Of, no one was the person who said it was like apparently was working security or some bullshit. I mean, you always take this this shit with a grain of salt. I mean, the, the Ben Affleck thing I took with a grain of salt too, and then apparently, now, yeah, I forgot. Like, Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. Um, even if he was on set, I heard something about someone explained. To, it was on on Twitter. Someone was explaining to me. Uh, and I think they were quoting what John Campion was talking about, is how Robert Downey Jr. has some new car show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, about like clean energy vehicles, and they're awesome. Like and his cars, these retrofitted old cars and into electric cars. he was cars. showing up there with some kind of cool car or whatever, so he could have just been there to shoot some segments. He gave Chris, he and, gave and Chris I, Evans a car. And I feel like he would have been a lot more private, discreet, and secretive if he actually was showing up right. to be cameoing as you know, it's Robert da- as, as Tony Stark, right? Yeah. That'd be massive. Or maybe they would want something like that to sort of leak, so to, they can start to get buzz, to start to get the hype around the movie, right? Yeah. yeah, you could see it going either scenario. But uh, what is your thoughts on it? If 
And, and if he, if he is to return as 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 Robert Danger, if he is to return as Iron Man or or even a, a cameo or appearance there, because I feel like he'd probably show up in Secret Wars in some way. But if he is to return in there, is this the movie for him to to do it? In? I don't think it's the movie to do it. Okay. I think it. I think personally, it undermines the moment that will probably happen in Secret Wars or King Dynasty. I also think it kind of undermines the impact of the first Cat movie with Anthony Mackie. It feels like. You know, if you don't let Cap be his own thing, it's kind of the Spider-Man problem where people were complaining like, ah, Spider-Man's always got cameos from MCU. Like, I, right. I keep hearing that this is the most Avengers in a movie sense Avengers is Cap 4. Yeah. So if you keep throwing things at the, you know, spaghetti at the wall, I want it to feel espionage and I think, you know, you could have Iron Man maybe in a flashback, but even that'll undermine the impact of when he comes back. So I personally yeah. never want Downey Jr. to come back. I think I think it'll never. be... Never. Never. I, I think it undermines his death. But... If it has to happen, I think it should be an Avengers film. I honestly think that Chris Evans and Downey Jr., I want them to be able to be their own people. I feel like every time I open Instagram, because I'm a fan of Downey Jr., the man, separate of Iron Man. I think his work in everything like Chaplin and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is my favorite comedy. I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang more than 98% of Marvel movies. I'm a fan of him because he actually rescues a shit ton of animals. Does he? Did you watch this David He's got Letterman his farm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know there were all rescues. I didn't connect. Uh, that might have been rescue. It doesn't matter. He Either way, a, he likes He animals. raises a bunch of animals. And they're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Downey the man doesn't get to be Downey anymore because you click on his Instagram and people are like, our Iron Man's getting old. I'm like, yeah, the human being that is Downey yeah. has traveled through time. So I, I want, in that way, I want him to just not. Yeah. If you see, some people are saying like a flashback because Stark has been supplying Ross's serum for Blonsky and some devices. See, I don't... F- it just feels so, so underwhelming. It feels it feels underwhelming. To oh, good. Just have bad. him come back for just a simple flashback. That that would make more sense if he was still a part of everything and he's got something in the in the future sure. where you can just have him cameo for some flashback or something. But like if that. in Kang Dynasty, but multiversal like, one, this is the return. A, fl- a simple little flashback. Two thousand six. Something that could have been explained by a character just saying. Right. Tony Stark provided me with this. Bring Jeff Bridges back if you want to do a cameo from the flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I personally think a multiversal, like, old man um, Stark, which is canon in the comics. In the Avengers, old man Stark is a big character. That'd be something, but I still would rather not. True, true, true. All righty. Well, let's get back to it. And then uh, remind me to talk about some Superman legacy stuff in in a little bit. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, no, I saw some supers coming in, so I want to make sure we get to that. Koi. Yes. Stall. Oh, no, see, no, now he no wants more, No more dead air. Come uh, on. Well, the last time I stalled, you were like, I'm going to be just changing a couple <laughs> things. Uh, okay, Tom Cruise for Iron Man. I think that'd be a really fun thing in Deadpool. I think, honestly, it'd be more likely to happen in a, a brief Deadpool cameo than Secret Wars because I feel like Ryan Reynolds weirdly has, like, the most pull ever. Um Especially since you look at Deadpool 1, that was Ryan Reynolds coming off two of the worst flops of his career, and Deadpool was literally made for $58 million and made $850 million. So I think the only person that has as much pull as as Downey is Ryan, so that would be the way I'd want uh, a Tom Cruise cameo to happen. That also kind of implies it wouldn't carry on into the movies. I'm always worried, like, people are like, George Clooney is Batman, and I actually think so. Uh, I think people need to realize <laughs> that, like, it, I think it needs to happen in a spoof setting, not an Avengers multiversal setting for people to to grasp it. I semi-feel like that was a terrible call on their end to do that. It was, that was so the, funny. That, I think it was funny, too, but I think it confused a lot of people. I don't it. understand how it confused people. What do you mean? Because it's so Because they said there's that- a new Batman coming up, and it's the same director. Yeah, but it's so clear that he's like showing that it's in a multiverse and that like it's a joke. It literally the only line that's spoken to him is like, you're not bleeping Batman. And I'm like, well, that's a commentary. I just don't understand how people are like, well, there's our Batman. I would love it if he is 
<laughs> I, see, if they do that, then I think that, it's even funny. That would, that would make me so happy. <laughs> All right, we're just running a little quick refresher here, guys. Um, and then, yeah, some Superman. He said, what was James Gunn saying? You follow James Gunn's news. I do, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll, he was, I'll just throw it to you. Which when, thing? When, 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 when the time comes? When the time comes to talk about the Superman legacy stuff. James Gunn is the Kevin Feige of DC. I've been saying it for years. I'm very excited about it, being official. All right. All right, we got this. Thank you guys for everyone who's been contributing. And I like how it's on topic now. Yeah, we got uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see here. Nathan Pelafelli. Uh, what does this comment mean, Coy? Uh, which it's one? my favorite part of editing live JJK where, where the host is confused Greg. by what the person's saying. Um, it makes for great live stream content. JJK. When you're just like, what are they talking about? Uh, JJ just, K- just kidding. Ju- what is a JJK? Uh, Jessica Jones, Kalel. No, J. I don't even know what shows have those letters. I have no idea. Is is it maybe a spelling error? I don't even know what other. Sh- sh- what I, re- I, I, I can't reacting? think of a show we reacted to that had a JJK in it. What's yeah? What's this? Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Is that a thing? That could be it. Do you watch season one? No. Oh well, that's a weird thing to start with season two. Uh, what does it matter? All right. John, do you not follow James Gunn? I would like to be. I think sometimes they call you John, and sometimes they call me John. Or oh, like that. you're John. Yeah, it is Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Nope, um, I haven't seen it, but appreciate the super chat for you requesting that we watch. <laughs> but one, maybe one day, one day. Uh, Collide. Oh, it's a 20. Oh, it's coming. And normally these are for the 25s. Now, I was going to switch it to 20. You're going to save it to 20? Okay. Oh. <sighs> I'm touching, I'm touching myself, myself tonight, tonight to, to your, your super, super chat. chat. Yeah. I hadn't heard that one yet. I like that one. I like that one. That was great. Yeah. What's that from? Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> one. <laughs> what do you think of Jensen Ackles as Batman? I mean, we just dove into <laughs> it quite a bit, actually. Uh, I think he's perfect. <laughs> I think his voice is like... The, actually, the, my only negative about Jensen Ackles is let's Batman. Find, let's try to find the negative then. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah, negative yeah, is I negative? have is his voice is so good as Jensen Ackles that I can't imagine sounding any different as Bruce Wayne to Batman. Do you know what I mean? Like, when Jensen Ackles talks, it sounds like Batman. Well, normally... Because I, I, I've seen a lot of behind the scenes with him, and then I watch him on Supernatural. And on yeah. Supernatural, he tends to talk in a lower register, like intentionally. Right. But it's true. It's not that distinct. You know what I mean? However, you know, they have the thing for the Batman now where they like do the modulate voice. it. Yeah. It's just funny when I'm watching Michael animated Keaton movies. doesn't change his voice. The animated movies, his Batman and his Bruce Wayne are the same because his voice is so awesome. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's my only negative is like, he just sounds like Batman always. So I'd be like, oh, that guy's Batman, Bruce Wayne. But, uh, but Michael Keaton never changes his voice. No, but that we were more forgiving in 89. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Christian Bale had the conscious effort to be like, he needs to change his voice. Batman was like, "What the fuck is he and doing?" I'm like, that seems to make sense to me, but people got real mad. But I think Jensen Ackles. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that goes to every con that he can. He's a guy that loves the fandom, and I think that if you're getting into superherodom now, you have to be Robert aware. Pattinson doesn't change. Robert Pattinson doesn't change his voice. He just like kind of whispers. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, it works for me. I'm cool with it. But Jensen, that's what I'm saying. Is Jensen Ackles' Batman voice is is always? It's like permanent. He just so is it was Robert Pattinson's. I guess I need to rewatch it. What was I it's saying? Pretty much, it's pretty similar. Oh, I was saying uh, in fandom now. I think you have to commit to it being a lifestyle. I don't think you can join superhero movies right now without it being like you are committing to the con life. Yeah. So I feel like Jensen Ackles is the best bet for Batman because he's like already in it. This is a question that's been on my mind. No one's really talking about it. 
Uh, Mr. E.T., thank you for the super chat. Is Cable going to be in Deadpool 3? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think with this movie dealing probably with the ramifications of all the time travel shenanigans that he does in I Deadpool 2. I think he's a cameo, but I don't think he's going to be a major part. If if he's in it, it's a cameo. He was so good. I mean, Brolin's great. And he looked so good as Cable, too. Yeah, he was great. That's also a concern. Like, I wanted to let the man eat his, you know, Wheaties. Like, I feel like you have to get so jacked for Cable again, and he's like 60-something. So what? I'm just I'm not going to pay him millions of dollars yeah, to got, do it. It's still physically very let hard. Let him do it. But I would love that, uh, but I don't think is it's Is it confirmed happen. he's going to be in there? That No, it's... It, wait. Is it no, he's not, it's confirmed, or no, it's confirmed he is? <laughs> yeah. Collide. Collide, what, you, what have you heard? Speed it up. Call Brolin. We only have a 30-second delay here on the live yeah, stream. Yeah, it'll get there when you get here. But uh, Streets, Streets are saying Brolin's not, not in it. it. Confirmed Confirm he won't be. be. Yeah, I don't think he would be, because I feel like there's going to be so much going on. That's Aww, too bad. no Domino either. I love Zazie. Yeah, that one bummed me out, too, because she was such a highlight. Yeah, same. I really, like, her stunt sequences about, like, ma- uh, not a magic, but luck yeah. were so great. Bye, Peter. All right, he's just sitting here. All right, Marcus Santos. Someone said he looked like Walter White, and this is what I actually thought. <laughs> Coy looking like Jesse Pinkman. Bitch, right Yeah, now. bitch, comics. Also, Superman versus the Elite is a good watch for another movie you guys should check out. Don't worry, there, there's plenty. There's They're plenty. Coming. They're coming. Once I started them on this journey, I knew. I knew these would be off to the races. Keep watching and liking and commenting on them so we keep yeah. doing them, though. <laughs> uh, I'm glad so many people have been enthusiastic about it. John gets to learn about some stuff. You get I get to, to see in that medium. You get to see the medium. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I appreciate the Jesse Pinkman love because it's one of my f- favorite characters in all of TV. Did Did you see? Do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Have you seen the latest season? No. Is Aaron Paul in it? The latest episode that aired, or second to latest episode, uh, has both Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. Oh, are they like selling tequila? Is it a mezcal based episode? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is the. <laughs> I was like, I yeah, know how they got them yeah, on the show. Yeah. They mezcal. are, they are. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, if you guys don't know and you follow this channel, you should watch uh, season one of Always Sunny for a certain cameo from a reject because it blew my mind. Yeah, what is he like forty? Um, uh, when I was watching that, and you were like, you when you popped up, I was actually incredulous like i had a moment of like because i didn't know and i feel like i know a lot of my friends when they work at things so i remember like sending you a photo and you and i weren't nearly as close yet i was like bro are you an always sunny (laughs) like as a as a young man uh yeah greg's an always sunny season one goddamn right nathan palafi batman soul of the dragon is the best recent dc animated I feel like this live. You guys are saving all your good, all the good stuff for here. Yeah, <laughs> you can if comment. People thought this was going to be the live. <laughs> actually, uh, is the best recent DC animated. Actually, doesn't sideline and respects DC comic best martial artists as well. Uh, that is one I actually have not seen myself. Ooh, don't worry. I will I'll not, pull up a third chair. Going, no, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys can go ahead. It's hard to it. react with three people. <laughs> is it? Because there's like so much crossover commentary. Like well, a full we do, movie. We do, we do, we do it all the time. Oh. Where up my night? We've done the shows. Oh, the show? Yeah, but that's like, two. I guess it's the it's same. Just, it's just half the length, so it's just, seats I was here. like, yeah, well, by the time we're done, we're done. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I love that they're still ongoing, and I hear they've kept up at quality-wise. Yeah, yeah. Alexander Hunt, we got a 15. We got a 15. You'll get, You'll get your, your rent when you, when you fix, fix this, this damn, damn super, super chat. chat. Ah. I love these. This Mr. Dinkovich. Oh, yeah. First off, <laughs> you guys are amazing. distracted by the own joke. It was a great joke. <laughs> uh, I do have a, a spec pilot script 
a spec pilot. I do have a spec script in mind of what I would do for my character return. It's always sunny and close. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, just, Dude. I feel like it'd be just so funny. So I'm going to pitch this about this one little line I had and make a whole episode out of it. Anyway. Oh, for, Macalini's okay. one of my bucket list goals to interview. And if I ever get in front of him and be like, hey, I, got, I know a guy that was on I script, actually have a script. great It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia I'll tell you it after. Dude, we got to get it yeah, to them. Well, I'll tell you it later, and it's one that I'm like, I'm surprised they haven't done it, and I think it would be such a good episode. It might happen, guys. Uh, first off, y- you guys are amazing. Thank you. We know. We don't need to be reminded. But we can be. <sighs> but it feels good to be told. Also, how keen are you for The Boys Season 4? Very keen. I'm Daphne keen, keen about the whole thing about nicely, it, man. Nicely done. Nice X-Men. Because, because The Boys is a consistent form of quality, nuanced entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Eric Kripke was like, we are not putting everything on pause right now, They're right? They're not going to air it until the red strike's over, which I respect. Well, they can't of. even do like ADR or any, any reshoots of the sort. They said they can't do any of that because of the writer strike. Yeah, I feel like, I also feel like even if they were done, which I think they are, they'd, he respects writers. Yeah. Kripke's like, he uh, organized. Like, He's a, a writer. His writer, his writer, uh, but he also organized like a whole um, march outside of Sony and like had like fans come meet like the cast and stuff. Like he he's so for the people that he's willing to like rally his people publicly, which is really a great showing of strength from a showrunner. I'm really impressed with Kripke. Um, I personally am very excited because um, I've I've gotten closer to a couple cast members in the show and they think it's the best season yet and they have no reason to off the record say that. Um, and I also think that we as a culture are more and more accepting of the insanity of the boys. Right. So I love that like the show can get bigger and it actually makes sense to uh, also the world's gotten more messed up since the show started airing. So I feel like it's the commentary of what the show is only works better. Are you excited for the spinoff of the boys? Uh, I'm more someone brought up in the chat casually excited. I, I think that everything they've done so far in universe has been great. I just don't know what a younger one looks like. So once I see a trailer or something that gives some story, I'll be more excited. But right now, I'm just cautious. I think they should have made some type of crap title just so people knew it was connected to the boys. Like the boys Gen V instead of just Gen V or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. I think they're showing stuff at Comic-Con. They should say like Gen V the boys. Thing. Right. Yeah. I, I think they're showing stuff at Comic-Con. I'm not 100%, but I, that's when I'm going to get excited or not. Peter, you're starting to annoy some people, my friend. I'm going to... What What are they doing? They keep leaving these kind of comments. And it's pissing me off. Uh, it's getting I, me to rage. Can I go to Super Chat before? I don't understand what that means. Uh, let's see here. Trenton Restuli. Restul. Do you think we would get multiple Deadpools, or do you think he is like America Chavez? It's a great question. Uh, I do not think of Deadpool as a Nexus being, but I think it'd be a really great way to introduce the Deadpool core. I think it'd be a great way to show Gwenpool. I think it'd be a great way to have multiple types of Deadpool. So personally, I hope they acknowledge Nexus beings and make fun of the idea that Benedict Cumberbatch was all the Doctor Strange, because it makes no sense. So in this movie, I think making fun of things is the way to solve a lot of the canon problems of the MCU. So I think there will be multiple Deadpools to make fun of the singular Benedict Cumberbatch because Wanda is a Nexus being not everyone is and it doesn't make sense the way they're half making rules so I think there will be multiple Deadpools I would also see like someone in the chat asked earlier who other uh, actors as Deadpool it'd be really fun to see like Sean William Scott as a Deadpool or like uh, Rob McElhinney would be a funny Deadpool and their friends things like that would be great come on man there's one big one Nolan North Jesus Christ come on why have you not pulled this one who you got starts with a D Danny DeVito you're close. Not Dan, Dan, not in person, just the name. Uh Don. Nold. Oh 
Oh, you're right. Holy crap, Donald <laughs> yeah. Glover. There you go. Who wrote the best yeah. animated yes. Deadpool of all time. The script that Donald Glover wrote the morning the show was canceled is one of the most accurate Deadpool representations of all time. He literally wrote a four-page script about the cancellation of the show, which referenced that day's news, showing that he wrote it that day, and it was funnier than most anything yeah. I've ever read. Donald Glover for Deadpool. How cool would that be? Oh, he never gets. My mind. He never gets to play the actual roles he he's wants. He's always the. So he's just a cast cameo to make up for. Donald him. Glover always the bridesmaid, never yeah, the bride. Like he's just right there. Yeah. Have you seen that ad for the? Uh, there was like a simulation ad that had uh, Donald Glover as Prowler with all the Spider Men, and he's carrying the pizza like in Community. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like a, just a random TV ad. T.J. Perry, friend from St. Charles, the school we went to. He's a ten. T.J. That's probably the best sounding. It's one. so good because really I love well the distortion sounding. you did. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> I hear your compliment. I accept. It. I hear Ryan Reynolds' next project is acquiring stake in Real Rejects. Nicely done. After Wrexham, <laughs> Mobile, and Aviation Gin, what can we expect? Oh my God! I would love for Ryan Reynolds to uh, buy some stock with uh, the Real Rejects. It's, is this uh, publicly traded? It's a, it's a publicly traded company. <laughs> They got on my Vanguard and, uh, app. It's going, it's it's going terrible. But I, <laughs> I feel like if Ryan Reynolds invested in it, suddenly there might be some actual interest to invest in it. You know what I mean? Someone asked earlier who uh, who's my dream uh, interview. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I've never interviewed. Um, I actually have you met. You say it the like man. you've interviewed everyone. And no, you're someone just asked. Like, you're just like. I've actually never out of interviewed Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is part of the reason I'm a host uh, because of Deadpool. So like the fact that we haven't gotten to talk about Deadpool is insane to me. So Ryan Reynolds is like high on the bucket list because like I can't even imagine. So uh, Mint Mobile, I think, was huge for him. I think that maybe he'll run a studio one day. Maximum um, effort is, I think, the most impressive PR is so hard and no one's ever uh, ahead of the curve quite like Ryan Reynolds is whilst he's also an entrepreneur and businessman and actor. So what he's able to do with all these things, I'd love to see him run a studio, like yeah. a small indie studio. He's got a hot wife. And he's got a hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> and bring back comedy, man. I'd love to see an indie studio. Imagine A24 for comedy. Yeah. Like, imagine some like classic R-rated comedies returning because of an A24 for, for lols. It's called Joyride. I'm excited to watch it. Um, it's Tone, bro. Super, Super chat. chat. <laughs> 1920s. These Greg. make me more happier. That's more why happy than anyone. <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> no one in the live stream loves them. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of like them. I love them. It's not deafening this week. That's something. First off, first off, first off, first off. Do you? Uh, I just want to say I've been watching it for almost ten years at this point, Greg. Wow, we've been around for like ten years. Publicly traded company. Publicly traded company. You get, a, <laughs> you get the trade part. I'm so happy you get all this stuff from where you began. Yeah. Working in my room. But hey, wanna, we got a Comic-Con panel. Yeah. But I want to hear Koi's secret invasion predictions. Well, I'm glad we have been able to uh, be here. I, I am very appreciative of the fact that this started off as a little quaint journey, and now I get to make my living doing this, and... Also get a, it's it's crazy when you have like, I was telling Koi, I will not reveal the number, but I was telling Koi, like, I just had to pay like a bunch of, you know, employees. You got to give the, the number. 
I gave him the number, and I was like, yes. And then to me, I was like, it's kind of crazy. I do this now. Yeah. <laughs> After I told you that. And I, I got like, to be like, dude, this kind of. I hope you hear the positive. <laughs> like, and I know nuts. you were giving negative news, but you, I hope you hear the positive here. like, this is nuts that you get to, like, give people work. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That's a, and, like, honestly, I've been doing this. I've been doing this 10 years mm-hmm. as of February, like, hosting. Uh, and he this. means real rejects. A real re- I've been here. Since, been I've been 10 years hosting, and we cage. only just started airing. We're going to play. He really did predict this stuff a We're trying to get it working and flowing. Before we put out a video, you could. just really process it. <laughs> yeah. the haircuts to show time proof of time. Uh, no, I uh, I've been doing this ten years, and I can comfortably say my favorite place to work is Real Rejects. I really? Can, yeah. Oh, dude, comfortably. Like, and you can clip this out and show it to every other network I work for. Do it. We're but the, we're the least professional. <laughs> no, it's it's the place that cares the most about like what my opinion actually is. Like, you let me be honest. You let me actually share my opinion. You're not trying to like stifle any of it. And like, Koi's Comic Corner is the most authentic thing that is me and something else we're cooking up is what I want to be doing with you guys and we're, we're, we're going in the direction of everything I've wanted to build but it's in a place that's both benefiting you and me I never feel guilty and I never feel like it's hurting the brand to let me be fully me and I look forward to it like it's not a thing that that like I'm like oh work I'm like man I get to do what I love to do but in an environment that's supportive and comforting and also like you are a good boss oh don't ever call me a boss. It felt ever. weird. Never say felt boss. Felt weird. I hated again. it. Don't I hated it immediately. <laughs> Did not like I will it. Never let someone call me. That's my boss. <laughs> That's so uncomfortable. What are your goddamn secret evasion predictions? That's weird. Now I've said it out loud. Uh, secret evasion predictions. Do I would you view say, me like that. Don't ever call. Me I that. don't. Yeah. I was just trying to talk about the company, but yeah. now I feel weird about it. Uh, so I think secret evasion is going to have Don Cheadle um, as a double blind. I think he's not a scroll. I think it's a mislead. I think that they want us to think he's a scroll because of the Nick uh, and because of a few other details they've given. I think he's not, but he might be. But I, I'm going 90% not a scroll. Uh, I think we reveal that one of the Avengers is a scroll by the end of it. Uh, and I think that um, one more, one more prediction. I think Good that. Look, you're getting censored left and right by all these, all these <laughs> other companies, Coy. Uh, and I think that Ben Mendelsohn dies. Um, I want to go on Christian Harloff's channel and new rock stars and be like, so you censor Koi here, huh? That's what I got from this compliment he paid the real region. <laughs> yeah, this is all about get, making other people look bad, not about... No, I mean, new rock stars is really fun, and, and working with Christian is really fun, but I definitely... Like, the the Christian Harloff audience is a very different audience than the real Rejects audience. Like, Reject Nation yeah. is much more, like, the people I, I want to deal with. Um, so it's, uh, it's, just, it's just different. Collide. <laughs> We're moving on. Collide. Saving you, Coy. You heard me. Thank you, Coy. 20. Everyone. Oh. I'm touching, touching myself, myself tonight. tonight. You're, You're so good. Jab. So good. Please watch The Long Halloween. Jensen is perfect. Oh, I wonder if <laughs> someone just watched The Long Halloween. Perhaps part one. Part one, perhaps to air uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Perhaps I was saying that I've recently enjoyed Jensen Eccles' yes. Batman for a reason. Yes, yes. Perhaps. Oh, flicking real. What up, buddy? What up? What are the chances we meet the Bat fam in the Brave and the Bold more than just Damien? Okay, so after we get to this wave of awesome supers. I want to make sure we talk about some Superman legacy stuff. Okay. Superman legacy that. video did well. It was such a back and forth. We'll give you a little behind the scenes on that. <laughs> such a back and forth of whether or not to do it. It was so funny. Yeah. Could you describe well, we're the- gonna. Well, I want to say uh, also next time I want to, next time there's breaking news. I want to just, uh, if you're around in the area, I'm just wanna, like, we're just going to do a live. I want to see how that goes. Oh. I want to just like. Do you want to tell the people how that 40 minutes went? Because it's really funny to me. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Flicking real. Uh, what are the chances? Uh, we will when we talk about it. What are the chances we meet the Bat Fam and the Brave and the Bold? I think that's the goal, right? I think the goal is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He said he he specifically cited Bat Family, which got me so jazzed. Yeah, I have been want like I had my own Batman franchise in mind. Oh. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Censored live. <laughs> Just in case Greg ever gets the most <laughs> writing for DC opportunity. <laughs> Spec script. Because um, I'm like, I'm surprised they've never Same. called it that. And I'm like, this would be such a great franchise title. I like that a lot. And, it's a good uh, umbrella. But I wanted, uh, I'll give a little spoiler. I wanted to start it off um, at the death of Jason Todd. I wanted that to be the opening scene of, I like of, of, of it. And then I had like a Ted movie thing where it would end with an Arkham Asylum. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Get some actor who's going to willing to commit like Hugh Jackman for 10 years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the idea was I think to, Jensen Ackles would, but dude. the idea is to get the, the bat family involved yeah. over time. And then, and my Arkham Asylum would have, um, the bat family there instead of just Batman alone. So, I like that a lot. Yeah, so you got a whole whole shenanigans of it. But anyway, but yeah, that's why I'm I'm super excited about uh the Bath family coming in. And yeah, I feel like the focus will be on Damien and Bruce, but I think we'll at least get um alluding to or thanks for being here, Lego Gamer, we'll at least get alluding to or I don't know if we'll get like a whole like freaking ensemble. Or maybe he will, opens dude. up an email. And then there's it's a, a big there's, there's threat, emails of, big, a, of a bunch of video footage of all them <laughs> showing. It's just a text. He's got a family chat. Yeah. Uh, I think we get. <laughs> yeah, like, right? He just opens it and there's like Barbara Gordon. Never leave the cave without. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, the, the way they're doing it is like the reason they're keeping the Batman is that's going to be the grounded one. And then all the people. I personally like a grounded Batman, but every single time I mention that, I get like 30 people being like, I'm so sick of Batman being grounded and gritty and real. People want this like ridiculous. Ridiculous, supernatural, over the top. Like I literally saw a you comment need, today. You you can't do Lazarus Pit without some type of hide and Batman story. That's why it's going to be great. Yeah, you can't do it. So yeah, but I, every day people are are tweeting. Like the one I saw today, which I really was judgmental of. It said like they need to be more creative. I think a grounded Batman's pretty creative. You got to be creative to make that universe work. Anyway, the Bat Chat, the Bat. Yes, <laughs> the but bat, I think that family allows for like a giant um a bit of heightened reality where you can tell all the stories that wouldn't work. Like yeah. you can do a Solomon Grundy, you can do a Killer Croc that feels plausible, you can do all those things, and then you save all the grounded characters for Matt Reeves. Like I think having both is literally your yeah. cake and eat it too. Bat family is the way to make it big and heightened. It's coming. Yeah, because you know he's Matt Reeves has talked about maybe like some of the rumors are like Clayface is going to be a Batman too. I think it's a great commentary in AI though. And, and uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like whatever it's going to be is not going. It can't possibly. I mean, unless Matt Reeves manages to pull some fucking if awesome can. miracle out of his ass. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, I mean we know that Matt Reeves can do super. Like he did Cloverfield. He's done Let Me In. Uh, the Planet of the Apes movies, he's done things that are certainly not um, just based in reality, right? Yeah. So, sure, he can do it, but I imagine whatever Clayface interpretation, if if he is, if it is Clayface, or even if it was Mr. Freeze, it's not going to be the comic version. Whereas, right. Whereas this side of the universe can be more comic accurate. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think Dick Grayson is the most overdue character in DC. I think Nightwing's coming. And I think he'll be a fully fleshed out Nightwing God, when we meet him. Yeah, that's, like, I think we get Nightwing. That's been my dream. or My dream origin, this thing to write, would have been my Scarecrow movie and my Nightwing movie. 
But I feel like the Nightwing movie would I'd have to be like, oh, what's going on in your fucking universe? But right. It was like Scarecrow. I'm like, let me just do an Elseworld. Let me play. Yeah. Uh, Venom Carnate. Hey, thank you for the super chat. What are your most niche Superman Easter eggs or world-building aspects do you want in Superman Legacy? Boom. Side note, really love Deadpool's new suit. Oh, that's a great question. Superman Easter eggs. Is there a particular Superman Easter egg, Koi, that you would love to see in Superman Legacy? I would personally love to see Lana Lang, which isn't really an Easter egg, but I feel like the movies have never really done Lana Lang justice. I've always loved the idea that Lana Lang was like his love before Lois Lane. I always loved like the Smallville relationship and Kristen Kruick is one like taught me love. Uh, Kristen Kruick is such a, a force in Smallville. I'd love to see a character like that in from his past. So it's not really an Easter egg, but I, I really feel like the, the longevity of Superman is important. I feel like when we meet Superman in modern movies, it's like, oh, it's right now. But I, I feel like yeah. the legacy of the character is, is as important as anything else. Uh, I'd love to see Crypto. I think Crypto is a, is a wonderful character that have, I've never seen. Um, Easter eggs, Easter eggs, Easter eggs. Can I tell you what I what want you got? my opening scene to be? Oh, please. I want my opening scene to be uh, David, uh, what's his name? Sweaty Balls. <laughs> David Sweat. Oh, Corn Sweat? <laughs> Corn Sweat. <laughs> such a Oh, that poor ever, man. I can't remember his last this name. Sweat part. <laughs> yeah. That's why he needs the boxer briefs David, for the sweat. What a weird name. Corn Sweat. It is. Corn, like, what is that? Corn Sweat. Is that really it's how you pronounce corn it? Corn Sweat. Corn Sweat? Yeah, like Corn yeah. Sweat. I don't. I don't make names. Um. Anyway, my name's Coy. I, got I want the opening of him. He, he's fighting. He's fighting someone in Metropolis, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, things start colliding in the sky, and then he turns, looks over, and he sees the finale of the two flashes <laughs> fighting, and then he looks to his right. And he sees Christopher Reeves, Superman, <laughs> and then to his left, he sees Nick Cage fighting a spider, and he's like. What the hell is going on Don't right do now? This. Don't do this. It never happened. As I want to see from the perspective of what it was like for those supermen to watch to that. To be like, what What's the hell is happening? happening right now? Someone should acknowledge this. Yeah. I'm going to slowly turn around. And I then, liked Flash. But and then it just that. ends. And he's like, okay. I, I guess, guess I'm in this universe I guess now. that's done. <laughs> that was some sort of crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Uh, I want Superman to open uh, in the Daily Planet. And I want it to open with... Uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen like in a moment of actual conversation and then he takes off and then he I want the opening film uh, the opening of the film to be them as people and then him busting it open his shirt with the Superman logo and then that's the opening credits like I think this moment is so iconic and it hasn't been quite like reused in a while in the right way and I really think Jimmy Olsen being in the opening is is kind of vital because Clark Kent is, is a character we need more of you know what I'm looking forward to most about Superman legacy that I think it ha- that just hasn't been done yet. Even I would even say in the Christopher Reeves one, because it just feels like New York City there, um, is making Metropolis feel. That's one thing James Gunn talked about on the on the Michael Rosen yeah. podcast was how their each city can feel like its own world. And we haven't seen something where like the Superman animated series really makes Metropolis feel like a, 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 doesn't just feel like New York City, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's what James Gunn is really going to hone in on doing is making Metropolis stand out, be, distinguish itself from just look. It looks like Chicago or something. Right, right, right. I feel like we're really going to get Metropolis brought to life in some. I way. totally agree. And, uh, apparently, and, it's Corin's wet, and it's his birthday. 
Oh, well, happy birthday, sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I agree, though. Gotham and, and Metropolis should feel different. And right now, like, I feel like Metropolis should be slightly futuristic. I always felt like Metropolis is a little bit ahead of us. Yeah. And I don't think I've felt that yeah. way about no. Metropolis no. in a while. And that's why I referenced the the Ministers in the 90s, because I thought that was a perfect, uh, that was a per- kind of a perfect blend of it. Yeah. Um, Panthers Rule 95. Please, Channing Tatum, Gambit, and Deadpool 3. Yes, that is a, and uh, again, Channing Tatum. What else did he appear in? That uh, rom-com. God damn and it, Bullet with Train. Ryan Reynolds. He appeared in Bullet Train, which has cameos from both of them. Ryan Reynolds and, and Channing Tatum cameo in Bullet Train. And uh, what else? He's in Free Guy. And he's in Free Guy! <laughs> directed by Sean <laughs> Levy. <laughs> Levy? Levy? Sweaty Balls? Directed by Sean. Sean Sweaty Balls. Sean Sweaty Balls directed <laughs> Bullet Train and... No, he didn't. Yeah. Free guy. Uh, yeah, I, I want this very bad. I also feel like uh, when you look at that image of everyone at the Comic-Con Hall H stage, like Channing Tatum's in the front and he never got to play Gambit. He's like wearing a yeah. Gambit t-shirt and it haunts me because I know a lot of people didn't want him as Gambit, but his passion for it was so contagious. I really like... I want him to have that. I feel like Channing Tatum and, and Josh Hartnett are two actors who started off not good and then became great actors <laughs> eventually. I think they're both great, yeah. yeah. Are, ironically, both... I mean, uh, Josh Hartnett was almost Superman. He turned it down. Was he? Yeah, turned down Superman. I think both Josh Hartnett and, and Channing Tatum have that interesting career trajectory where, like, they're really good-looking... They're not the greatest actors. But man, they're pretty. And then they became like really great actors. Their yeah. trajectories are both crazy. Because Josh Hartnett came out of nowhere as like, I'm a leading man. And then we put him in everything. Yeah. And then Channing Tatum's like, I can dance. So like, you should act too. Um, but they're both great. But no, I think Channing Tatum and Deadpool 3, that to me would make me so happy. I, like the, that that would be for me. For I, I know how much the Nick Cage Superman cameo meant for yeah. a lot of people. I feel like I would really have that feeling for Channing Tatum showing up as Gambit. I don't want him in the head thing, yeah. like the mask that's like the weird side, like a Jim Lee gambit. I want him to be like in the hey, trench coat. Hey, Pretty. How does he say in the next man show? Hey, p- hey, p- hey Pretty. Pretty. Oh, Pretty. Pretty. Yeah. I want him to say Manco in my heart. Yeah, Gosh. man. I want a sugar from Rogue, too. I wonder who's going to play Rogue. <sighs> Deadshot. Thank you, Deadshot. Rogue. Ooh. Right? Because I, I don't think Anna Paquin and Channing Tatum is the same pairing. I'd, I'd have a different Rogue. Dude, Rebel Wilson. What do you guys think of Blade potentially being R-rated? Also, Greg, since a couple shows came out, can we get some MK reactions if you can, please? Yeah, those uh, Mortal Kombat videos are all limited ads for MWA over here. <laughs> and I know some people who get away with not getting the limited apps, but I was doing the, the going through a video manager. I'm like, these are all yellow dollar rules. <laughs> um, we're just one of those channels. I get hit with that. What do you guys think of Blade being potentially being R-rated? I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit. Uh, I think it's the smart move. Yeah, I, I know some people are saying that they can get away with it being PG-13. Can you get away with it? Sure. Yeah, you can do it. Of course you can do a PG-13 version. Is Will that make it the best it can be? I don't think so at all. Especially after... 
iconic R-rated Blade movies. It seems kind of weird to go PG-13 all of a sudden. I, I say Blade <laughs> is the thing that started the MCU, and it's because it was so good that it didn't lean on the comic heritage. A lot of people didn't know Blade was a comic character when they saw the movie. They were just like, Wesley Snipes, awesome. So I think that like those movies are historic, and we should replicate the R-rated intensity, mm-hmm. not try to tone it down. And I think when Deadpool does Gangbusters, we're going to get a lot more R-rated Marvel. I think we're already playing in that world with some of the violence in Secret Invasion, like the hands like we're already dabbling and deadpool's on disney plus so go r-rated like the the mcu's been around 15 years people that were three when that started are adults let it be an adult thing as well as a young thing so i i think r-rated blade is needed i mean to me especially blade lives matter uh because when you hear that they're bringing blade into the mcu sure it's not wesley snipes marshall lee but everyone who heard about that most people were like aware of the blade movies already you know what i mean yeah and the, and everyone knows those are rated r films and, and you think of the like the most i think the most iconic moment out of the blade movies is the first 10 minutes the blood of, the, of the, his blood of the, of, the, of the whole franchise the first 10 minutes is the yeah. most iconic part of the whole move of of all those films and and blood makes things r-rated it does unfortunately vampires Drink blood. Weirdly, it does. Yes. Uh, so I, I think it. I would love if it was R-rated. Personally, they can push the lines. They can push the boundaries. But I, I feel like you need the gore. I think you do. I think Craven's going to be an interesting. I test think you too. need. I think you need more R-rated than Daredevil: Born Again. I agree. And also, go see Craven if you want R-rated comic movies. I know it's going to upset you, but I, I'm excited for. Craven. I would love if Craven's actually good. So that way, Same. people will go. We should do more R-rated movies. Yeah, I'm hoping. <gasps> I'm hoping. Coy, please. Oh. <sighs> I'm touching, I'm touching myself, myself tonight, tonight to your super chat. Do you think Deadpool... Oh, and it's a Deadpool question. Yes! Thank you, Troy. Um, do you think in Deadpool 3, Wade somehow time jumps into the universe of Daredevil or the universe of the Electra movie? That's probably... Okay, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, that's probably one thing. I think it'd be a little bit more akin to what he... Um, did it at the end of dead uh, at the end Deadpool of the movie two. he's got a time turner like yeah and he's, and he's hopping into the movie he hops into like x-men origins wolverine yeah. yeah i feel like that's a little bit more of what he would do i think it'd be a little bit more exciting but he, he literally kills him himself like he kills a ryan reynolds <laughs> is the electro movie fun i've never seen it uh there's a great sequence on uh seesaw i liked where was that that's in daredevil, daredevil. i don't remember it at all i literally the one scene i thought was from electra is gone yeah i don't know i, I actually don't remember it I know there's a cool size stuff. Of course, a, that's true. She, she, she got like a ribbon scene, maybe. She plays like with color guard. But speaking of Electra, I really hope they carry over the Electra. Who played Electra in, in the Daredevil show? She was in, in, insanely Don't good. remember her. Oh, God, man. But I would, lo- I, would love, uh, I would love the time turner element to be how he gets around. I also think he's probably going to be investigated by the TVA for what Deadpool 2 ends with. Right, I think right. they're like, oh my god, it's, a, it's an event. And then like, you know, they're trying to stop him and that's what accidentally ends the universe. I think Deadpool accidentally kills the Fox universe. Um, what are the chances that Deadpool jumps to the universe with Thomas Jane's Punisher just for the hell of it? Well, speaking of which, I'll let you guys know right now, Tara and John have never seen the Punisher and we have a reaction for theirs coming up next week. The Thomas Jane Punisher? Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm so jealous of the the first time. Underrated film. So slept on. Um, The short film, too. Uh, Dirty Laundry. Oh, Dirty Laundry. Amazing. Like, up there with John Bernthal's. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, John Bernthal said he was inspired by. Oh, I didn't know that. He said, like, he he took a lot of inspiration from that one. And and it shows, I think, in his performance. I, 
I think that would be so cool if, Tom, if they got Thomas Jane's play. They should do it all. They should literally wrap up like all the all the Fox universe. That's the way to acknowledge and it and create get a transition. All of it. And I feel like that's probably the main element where Kevin Feige would have um, some input as to how to handle specifically that. It also allows the fresh cut for the MCU, like yes. for X Men. Like you get new X Men because the old ones are gone, and they had to wait a certain amount of years to use those characters. So like, do it right, end it well. Uh, also, didn't mean to go to your channel. Um, I meant to highlight your comment. <laughs> now you're just on screen a lot. Hey, it's Joseph Quinn. <laughs> I love just, Joseph Quinn. I'm just a big fanny. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say Thomas Jane and Chris Evans in the same movie. If Chris Evans is in Deadpool, would be a vegan uh, bros cameo from Scott Pilgrim. That's one of my favorite cameos of either of them. Yeah. Do you remember when they were the vegan twins in Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, yeah. I would love that. All right, where are we at? Where are we at? Brody Cube's Best Wolverine comic. I'm a big fan of the Frank Miller miniseries. I'm also a big fan of, fan of uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., where he's like an assassin that's been taken over. Uh, the current Wolverine run right now is pretty strong because uh, he's like actually feral and then like uh, rough again. It's written by Benjamin Percy, who's also writing the Ghost Rider run right now. A lot of good Wolverine stuff, but uh, some highlights of those ones. You were taking way too long. I was letting I'm you. So sorry, I was quickly. <laughs> I meant to highlight her because she, she put out Lodi Young played. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, played her. That's her name, Electra. Um, I love your mama too. Great name. Got us a twenty. Oh. I'm touching, touching myself, myself tonight, tonight to your, to your super, super chat. chat. Nice. Top five video games you all are excited for. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2, uh, Mortal Kombat 1 looks fire. Would you ever make a Real Rejects gaming channel in the future, Greg? <laughs> well, man, uh, one of these, there's, uh, I don't want to talk about this other thing that I'm working on, um, but uh, it's cool what I'm working on. Love you guys. Don't ever stop making great videos. A gaming channel, I don't know. Um, there, I, I want to figure out how to properly do a gaming. Like, I think Spider-Man Two would be really fun to stream here. Uh, there's some games that I think would be great to stream here. I'd love that. But the thing is, I'm not like, like I, I understand that when we're watching a, a movie or a show here, a big part of it is like what I always tell people, if especially if they're like new here is um, whatever you're feeling internally, let it out. Like, that's one of the reasons I love doing reactions is in real, pr prior to this, uh, doing the channel, uh, I, was a, I'm a, I was a very, very internalized, quiet, um, almost repressed type of responder when it comes to I'm saying like I'm a fight, like an like EMT <laughs> responder, <laughs> a late responder, not a first responder. Like I had, like here's a fact about me: it is when I was really, really young, there was this channel called the Monster Channel, on, and we had cable for one month. I'll never forget that we had cable for one month, and there's Monster Channel, 24 hours a day, horror movies uncensored, and I must. It was definitely before I was even a teenager, and I did this weird thing where I would go. You are not going to look away, no matter how gory it is, and you are going to you you will not flinch. Any like you just I just wouldn't allow myself to do it. And if I was ever in a crowd of people were like doing music, if it was a concert or whatever or whatever it might be, I I would never express how I'm thinking or feeling internally. Mm. I would never really. I was very restrained to myself. Sure. Um, and this allowed me the opportunity to express myself of what was going on. And it became like a process of discovery of letting that out. So I, I'm really grateful. It's allowed me to be more in touch with my emotions, do what I do here, 
and knowing like in order for these videos to be great, I got to get more comfortable expressing my emotions. <laughs> and so, yeah, like that, what I always tell people when they're here is like, show what you're feeling and in, internally, like let out, we need some commentary because we need shit to cut away to. Sure. So like, let your thoughts out, uh, let your thoughts out and let your, let your feelings out. Like that's a big part of, of what we do. I'm bringing this all up to say that when I game, <laughs> I am not that way. Like, let's say this bio freeze was a controller. <laughs> when I game, I am just... <laughs> I am so fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> not so entertaining to watch someone yeah, stare at a screen. The only time you hear me is when I'm like, son of a fuck. can't fucking beat this. <laughs> like, I'm just pissed off at the game. Yeah. That's the only time you hear me talk. Other than that, I'm just really quiet. <laughs> I, I would be afraid and, that so it's I a skill. I don't know how to talk properly. While doing it. Yeah, unless I'm doing like a versing game and I'm like talking shit to the person. Yeah. yeah, that's the only time I know how to do it. But if I'm playing like a story mode, I am just like, this is personal development time. This is strategy. This I'm is building, for me. I'm building my brain. I'm really thinking. I'm in my head. Analyze, you know, like, analyze, yeah. analyze. I, and I feel like it just become this whole other. It's a kind of a meditative experience for me when I'm gaming. Like it's the only thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. And 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 if, so then I I feel like it will rob me from that feeling of when I am playing a game with a yeah. camera pointed at me. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's Spider-Man, so I'm like, but it's Spider-Man. That's really fun to do here. Yeah. That's the only one I think I could do because I feel like I'd offer some insights, whereas I'm not good at gaming. And I like you can't be bad at watching movies, so I feel like the comments would judge my inability to game. You're right, right, right. So yeah. that's that's a thing. Uh, and they did announce Last of Us Three, so I'm really I'm really looking Ooh. forward to that. I, my my variety of games has become a lot more narrow. <laughs> I don't have a big variety because so I just so don't have as time. much. Yeah, exactly. I just don't have that much time. And and as I know me, it's like if I started, I'm really going to want to complete it. And if I don't, it's going to really bug me. And then I make a lot of excuses to not work on the things I really got to work on because I'm like, oh, I'll get around to writing this thing, but 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 I think this is off my mind first. But let me just commit like several Seven hours. hours. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot. I make that choice. Uh, it's it's one of my. I could teach a class on how to procrastinate. Uh, collide, Anna de Armas as Wonder Woman. Cliche, but a good cliche. I like it. I like it. She's my Zatanna because I think uh, Anna de Armas is a little on the short side, and Wonder Woman's like statuesque and tall. Uh, she'd I know be a like, good rogue. She'd be a great rogue. She'd be a good rogue. Yeah. I want Anna Darmus's rogue more even than than Zatanna in this moment. Uh, but yeah, she's she's just to me like Wonder Woman's like so statuesque. Right. And I know you can shoot creatively. Like Tom Cruise is shorter than me, but at the same time, I think the Wolverine height thing is a part of his character, and I think the height of Wonder Woman's part of his, her character. So I, I would want someone taller. Person. Yeah. Yeah. No one's talking about what if season two anymore. True. Oh, true. And that's supposed to be all about phase four, which is ended unceremoniously. Quiet, Coy. We got a 25. Oh. I'm touching, touching myself, myself tonight, tonight to your super, super chat. chat. It's good. First off, <laughs> I would like to say you guys are the best. <laughs> Thank you for everything. <laughs> are they from the South Dance for Life? <laughs> what is the most anticipated film of 2023? I've already seen them. Uh, for the rest of 2023, mine, actually, my number one is not out yet. I've already, what's yours? The Killer. The David Fincher movie? Yeah. It's my most anticipated of the year. Him returning to his roots? I, there's no director like Fincher for me for excitement in the theater. Uh, Nolan's close, and that's why Oppenheimer was my number three of the year, but, um, comfortably The Killer. I wish I was more pretentious, um, because I... (laughs) 
Which was more pretentious because I could not finish whatever that Gary. Oh, one. it's so rough. I love could Fincher and I just it. couldn't get into it. And I, I want I a was, Fincher movie again. I was like an hour in and I'm like, you know what? Not for me. I think I'm turning this off. <laughs> I finished it, but I wasn't happy. I like, I'm just not that, that guy. That was, that was, I had such a heart. I'm like, I know that's a movie. For cinephiles. For, for, for like the purest of cinephiles. And like, I just don't get it, man. <laughs> and, and like, my my wife Olivia, like her favorite kind of films are are old school movies. Yeah, uh, like I, I'm talking really old movies, like black and white, Humphrey Bogart. That's that is her main, like her favorite movie of all times, Gone with the Wind. I know it's not black and white, but it, like she, that's always the ones. It's her picks. That's what she wants to put on. Is is something that the talkies, you know? <laughs> um, and so I thought perfect. This is great. A perfect marriage. Fincher, I her. love Fincher. This is like the Citizen Game, whatever thing. It's in black and white. <laughs> Let's. We were both like, this is not jiving. For a, yeah. <laughs> that uh, makes me so, feel a lot better, yeah, actually, because I, I was afraid. Gave. I'm afraid to say I don't like it. I'm glad. That is the only Fincher movie I just could not do. Yeah. But I, other than that, I like. I even like Alien 3. He's my favorite director, and I, I yeah. him doing a, a Michael Fassbender, Tilda Swinton, based off a French comic movie. Yeah. Very excited. It's my number one anticipated of the year. Did not know it was a French comic movie. Okay, yep. cool. Uh, Dance for less. Sorry. Yes, we answered your question. We did. We did. Did you guys read the plot leak for the Marvels? No, no. we did not. Because the movie's probably like way too short as it is. It's and probably, I'm excited it's for the probably movie. Probably going to feel rushed. I don't like spoilers. I know that's YouTube anti YouTube culture, but it's not my jam. Uh, we obviously stopped around the Spider Man time. Because I think in the Spider-Man time, a lot of it was like, you know, we were all just like itching for some shit. And, and like, that was part of the fun of it is like, what's what's going to come true, you yeah. know? And like, because the, the leaks were just not. Remember the, remember, the, remember the days of Spider-Man No Way Home? Like What a crazy era. Like the leaks were just so out of this world and most of them were not true and it became like a fun little game. Well, yeah, because most of them weren't true, but I'll never, ever but forget some being spoiled too, by Toby's dick. Yeah, then it became a little too, like, too true. <laughs> then it became, oh, now Yeah, now I know this. Now it's, now it's confirmed. Yeah, I'm just not big on, not big on spoilers. Um, yeah, like, it, it did, it did get to a point where, like, obviously it totally ruined the experience for some people. But for me, it didn't. I, I, I it was part of the fun and the journey and then, we were going to kind of do the same thing for Doctor Strange leading. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, there was a point where we were going to kind of do the same for Doctor Strange. Um, but then uh, we stopped. I also hate that we there's stopped. so much internet culture like, oh, it's just spoilers. Who cares? Well, clearly the person that says they don't like spoilers. And yeah. you can't unknow something. So like there's this entire culture that enjoys ruining other people's experiences. That should die slow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So we um, we definitely, ha- it's been a, um, it's been a minute since I've even covered like a plot leak, like a long time. Respect that. <sighs> now that we've said there's going to be so much bullshit in the crap. Yeah, I can't, it's wait, be can't wait. Everyone starts. Anyone spoiling stuff? Uh, I wish you rectal <laughs> cancer. For you guys. Um, Chris Mars 8, thank you for the stream lab. It take less fees. Please continue the positive Marvel outlook on this channel. We're trying. We try. We try, unless they're really. We haven't seen Bird Box Barcelona. I, I'm going to keep. I'm really back and forth on whether or not I'm going to react to it or not uh, i saw in the chat and i totally agree uh, my big fan cast for gwenpool is blake lively i think that'd be genius my other fan cast for gwenpool is emma stone because it'd be a fun way to tie in uh, gwen stacy from spider-man and bring that all together so i think emma stone and blake lively would be fun gwenpools all right chris mars eight 
Thank you for the 10. Here we go. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a super chat. I need to make one for Streamlabs. Ooh. Are there any art projects outside of Real Rejects that you're working on you can talk about a little? Um, there's one within Real Rejects we can talk about, I think. Do you want to say want to talk about it? We can talk about it a little, I guess. There's, wanna... there's a variation. We shot an episode already. Of a thing. Say whatever you want to say, and I'll, I'll, I'll give a little And um, it was a long work in progress, like a whole crew involved. And then a lot of time on my end has been a lot of yeah, you know, some stuff with pre-production. Like literally, we're actually using this kind of terminology. <laughs> There's uh, we have to because of the amount of people involved. Yeah, and uh, it is a segment starring Koi, and um, it involves outside talent. So we were going to start <laughs> promoting it proper, but we can't quite we made an announcement at WonderCon about it but yeah. we can't really do anything right now because it's the one thing at real rejects that is certainly affected <laughs> by the writer's strike and the sex because with the other talent involved that we were it was getting to some like cool names yeah um i don't want to like oversell the 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 I really watching my words here. I don't want to oversell the quality caliber of talent. Mm. There were some names that were pretty high up there, though. And then it would be because even when it was coming to the writer's strike, they did it. People would get uncomfortable about doing uh, things. And then, nice. even though they weren't writers. Um, and then, of course, the SAG strike is looming and it seems like they're really trying to prevent the sag strike from happening that's why they pushed the date of when it could happen which could help us a lot um but with that no one's really committing to anything so my point with that is there's something that has spent when i say a long time on it i mean a lot of money and a lot of time from everyone yeah everyone um and it, it what i've feel bad about is like we just can't do anything with what we have right now even though we have one complete yeah we can't really do anything with it until because it would be weird to just air one and not have any others follow and that's hard because the one is great and the production quality like i'm proud of all of it yeah so yeah there is something and and it is coming we just don't know when or how and there will be more of it and we can't wait to talk about it more yeah yeah, and we might talk about it some at comic-con yeah it depends it depends. TBD. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I gotta, all right. Hold on. I'm going to do some quick name checks here. Okay. We got Sammy Boy. has got two. So I'm just going to hop to there. Okay. Okay. All right. Sammy Boy, thank you for the stream that, my friend. Hold on. <laughs> do you want me to get this while you get that? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Dead air. Uh, do you think we get a Harrison Ford cameo as Thunderbolt Roths and Secret Invasion? I think the last episode having a Harrison Ford cameo might what be is amazing. This? this was in her car and she's accusing me of Uh is that a like an a Q tip? Like an ear thing? No, it looks like a like an eyebrow thing. I don't know what that tool is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Well What is that? My cut is clean. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. uh, are excited for X-Men and F4 to take the man from the OG Avengers? I think that's very likely. Uh, I think phase seven, eight, and nine are going to be very, uh, or maybe even six, seven, and eight are going to be very X-Men Fantastic Four heavy. Wait, which which one are you reading? I was reading the live chat. Oh, I was, I was, oh, I was, I was oh, no dead air. 
Oh my god, Coy. No, I'm no. just are you dumbing out again? With the Flash podcast <laughs> being an extension of the Flash movie, what is stopping DC to make comics of Justice League Part Two and Three or a Cage Superman adaptation? Likeness. I mean, every movie had a prequel comic. Um, well, I mean, uh, these things cost a lot of money, and no one's making money at the box office, apparently. And it's kind of an effort, and then we're also trying to establish a clear continuity timeline and and not confuse the audiences. I think it would. I think ultimately it would result in chaos and not, um, and not consistency and having things be concise and clear cut. Sammy Boy is also following up with, I was watching the slate of Marvel movies, and to my surprise, before Kang Dynasty, there are five movies, and only Fantastic Four makes sense to have a Kang-related story. Has the Kang event uh, been built to enough? I No, I mean, we got Loki Season 2 as well. Kang-heavy. And they also have, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have Fantastic Four, but I think there'll be other ways of implementing a little bit of Kang here or there. Uh Maybe in Marvels in some way. I think we're going to start getting a little bit more mentions of Kang yeah, the Conqueror as we ultimately progress. I think it's inevitable things. they have to make Kang bigger, but also uh, I think that the things that have been built so far are multiversal, and I think that in Kang Dynasty we might find out that things are not as they seem, and that'll be a big tie-in. I just totally realized I misread your, your comment here. What is stopping DC to make comics of Justice League? Oh, I two totally misread that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Okay, you know what? I, that would be awesome. I think Zack Snyder might even be okay with that. His movies are look like paintings anyway. Yeah. His movies look like art, and I feel like, and he even released the storyboards for them. So, while it wouldn't be, you know, the the film itself, I think if we were to get because the way how they continued the Batman '89 in the comics, yeah, you could do that with Justice League Part Two and Three, and I think that. That could satisfy some type of itch for people. I would love that because it would also get people buying comics. Uh, you guys know sure. that's always what I want people to do. And if you're a, such a Snyder fan, that'd be great for you to yeah. find your comic. All right. Sanny had one here. Sanny, what is your guys' opinions on... Let's read it from here. What are your guys' opinions on movies marketing budgets being almost the whole budget of making the movie, in my opinion, is also a factor of movies being profitable. I think what movies, and I, I kind of talk about this quite a bit uh, with Paul, heavy spoilers on the podcast we do, is I, I think it's uh, almost acidine what's happening with films nowadays where their their production budgets are so inflated, they're so through the roof that it makes it really hard to make a profit nowadays especially when you're producing these movies and granted it's like a lot of people are saying how you know this we're living in a time post covid and after covid things really changed the way how people respond to theaters go to theaters so not, no one's making these like billion dollar hits anymore mm-hmm. and yada yada it's, it's like a rarity now and the thing is, a lot of these movies were scheduled to start filming and whatever while COVID was happening, before COVID happened. So they're in this weird box here. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, I don't think you should have made Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny for $300 million. million. Why would you make an Indiana Jones movie for that much? Like, not even... It's, it, it makes no sense to do that for Indiana right. Jones. As big, as big of a legacy of that franchise is... The box office numbers that they've gotten before are not enough to warrant that kind of production budget. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Tile of Destiny. And it's kind of like that for a lot of movies. And that's why a lot of these movies are losing so much money because 
their their production budgets are so insane. And we're just talking about the production budgets, not even the marketing. You know, I and do think marketing is important. I think I think marketing arguably is so important. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying is I think the production budget needs to be looked at as much or more than yeah. the marketing budgets. I think marketing budgets people need to hear about these things, know they're out. They need to know why they need to see them. I think that like both need to be scaled down. But if there's anything, it's like. Why three hundred million to start? Like we need to look at the production. Yeah, and 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 a lot of these movies are also so freaking long. Yeah, and if you were to cut down the the runtime, like in pre production on the script, that would trim your budget. Yeah, too, because like every minute of film that they put that you see shot is so many crews, so many hands it, on deck, so many hours. It so can, many. It can be so annoying and boring being on a set because you see. Like they spent a whole day shooting five minutes. <laughs> they just spent oh, five 12. minutes is a great day. Yeah, five spent, minutes is a great they, day. You look at it. You look. You, if you go on set of something, and they're like, "All right, so uh, what do we have?" They have the the script supervisor showing the notes, and it's like, it's like five to ten pages, and you're like, "Oh, that's it." Yeah. This should only take 16 hours, you know? And five to ten pages is an ambitious day. That's like a soap that, opera. Exactly, yeah. That's a soap day. It could be a page and a half. And, like, you could be on a Fincher set and maybe half a page. So, it, it, But if you don't get the coverage, then the movie's garbage. Yeah. So you have, you have to find that mitigate loss. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan fan. Okay, we got some Secret Invasion comments here. My prediction of Secret Invasion after Talos and Fury conversation in the car is that Nick Fury dies in the end and somehow is in the Marvels, and Talos takes on the mantle of Fury. Ooh, ah, that's how. That's how interesting would it be if that whole time it's been Talos that we're watching in the Marvels trailer to keep his legacy alive? Also, it is not a bit of an a-hole move of Earth to expect half of Asgard but not want to help scrolls. I mean, they live in an already uninhabitable places because of the radiation. As guardians have superpowers, and from what I gather, scrolls have been shape-shifting but aren't extra strong unless they become super scrolls. I feel like Earth doesn't know about scrolls yet, so they can't welcome them yet. But why are they acting like they've been so repressed then? Uh, I think they're afraid of... Because they can't just come out and be like, we're scrolls. We're green, what up? Yeah. I think there's also like a bit of a commentary on like, you know, obviously it's a commentary on refugees, but how people's appearance affects how they're treated. Uh, I think there's a definite commentary on like, you know, the green skin being something they're afraid to show. So I, I think that will come to pass as being addressed as the show develops because they've already been very forthright about the racial commentary of Nick Fury. I think there will be some of that commentary at the scrolls. So I think what you're describing will be addressed uh, as we get deeper into it. But I don't know. Um, where they'll land as home, but I think that's the exciting part of the show is like what part do the scrolls play in the greater MCU going forward? So here's a story, guys. What do you got? In my wife's car, there's a mysterious mascara wand. Oh, is that what that item is? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Okay. I don't wear mascara. Obviously for a female. Yeah. And um it's not hers. Okay. So it looks awfully suspicious. That's fair. When it's when I took her car this morning to go work out. Oh, did you? I was like, where does this tie in? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> I thought it was a Q-tip. I got no answers. It's hard being a guy. Treachery. Constantly being accused. Of shit. <laughs> You're just like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> Maybe it came from something else. Man got six. You guys have to react to my adventures with Superman. It's amazing. I heard great things about this. Show. I love Jackman. Like I really think. What he's is Jackman? 
Jack Quaid, Jack as in Jack. Oh, I love Jack, Jack Common. I love Hugh Jackman. <laughs> uh, no, like uh, I think Jack Jackman was like a character. <laughs> I love Jackman. Jackman. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think Adventures of Superman uh, is such a great idea because like Jack Quaid is such a good voice actor. Also, perhaps in a Long Halloween Part One. Uh, but I think his Superman is going to be delightful, and the animation looks great. Um, maybe that'd be fun. Let's see how it does. Jackman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, Sammy Boy, uh, we already did that one, so I think we're all caught up on the Streamlabs. Next time when we have Streamlabs, the uh, audio you could do would be like, don't cross the stream, Labs. Oh, good call. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Just saying. It's at the ready. My next podcast should be Buzz Cut Biceps. Nice haircut, man. Appreciate you. I I mean, we could see... We could. I feel like the Marvels could be about the scrolls in some capacity. Oh, I think it, like the Kree Scroll War would be a fascinating Definitely. thing to do because that's very Captain Marvel based. The cosmic elements, all that thing. How great would it be if they got Colin Farrell to return, dude? I'd be so happy. You guys know how much I love or Colin as, Farrell as, uh, as Bullseye. Yeah, I really want yeah. Nick Cage to return as Ghost Rider. For I'm also very close in that haircut. Uh, I, I think that would happen. I, I really think they could get Nick Cage to return. I think it'd be fantastic. Truly, like Nicholas Cage being such a comic book guy would love that. What are we at on time? Yeah, we should probably close the thing. It's one forty-five, and we said two. Should we? Oh my god! Yeah, well, yeah, we're an hour and a half into the stream. Okay, yeah, let's uh, give people like a five-minute warning. No, this is the warning now. Right, we're gonna you've been warned. we're gonna turn off the super chats, everyone. <laughs> really quick, Coy, just so we make sure we're not lying in the title. How do you feel like everything will change? Oh, with Deadpool? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, someone already disagreed with me in the chat, but I think most people agreed. I think this is an Avengers-level event. I think it is going to be not only the end of Fox continuity, which is huge, as I said earlier, a studio ending is insane, especially one as big as the Fox X-Men universe. Uh, I also think it is going to be all the cameos people have wanted from this multiversal stuff, so I think it'll change the scope of expectation versus reality. But most of all, it's going to bring in one of the biggest flagship characters into the MCU. This is a Spider-Man-level event, meets an Avengers-level event, meets a multiverse-level event, all in one movie, and it's probably going to clear the path for both X-Men and Fantastic Four. I don't know if they'll introduce an X-Men in this movie that are going to be the MCU. I don't know if we maybe get a passing of the torch from one Wolverine to the other. It'd be very interesting if we have... Uh, you know, 10 Wolverines played by Hugh Jackman, and then there's a new one in a post credit scene, perhaps literally passing a claw baton. Uh, I don't know uh, if they'll introduce any member of the Fantastic Four, but this is both a conclusion and a launching point. So this is going to change everything. But we also, in the opening uh, of our little salvo, we talked about Superman, which is obviously going to change everything DC. Do you want me to talk about that as well? Yeah, uh, please, about the Superman, because that, that obvious, I think the implications of how everything will change starting with that are pretty obvious. But please. Yeah, but while we're here... Uh, I think that Superman is the hero that DC needs, and I think it's probably the hero that we as a culture need. If you guys haven't seen my video about the difference between what I think Zack Snyder's Superman's going to be as well as James Gunn's, I'm really proud of that video. Like, I, I really believe in it. And then recently we did a Superman video, which we're going to read backstory on in a minute uh, here. But what Cornswet's, I'm going to go Cornswet here, um, is what he represents as the altruistic, aspirational Superman. I honestly think as a culture we can use. If you look at the world, we keep making these reflections of ourselves, which obviously art reflects our life, 
but we don't have a lot of aspirational content. I think the reason Ted Lasso went from being like, what's that soccer show to, oh my God, it's a phenomenon is we want to feel good. Imagine the scope of a superhero movie like Avengers, but with a character like Ted Lasso that just makes you want to be a better person. Superman wants us to be better. He thinks he can't be enough and he tries to be everyone all the time, everywhere all at once. I think we need a movie that is like that. I think we need something that we should aspire to. I think Guardians made me cry like a baby because James Gunn represents a lot of us and feeling like found family and underdogs and all those things. And if you put that in the lens of Superman, if you put that with, you know, the horrors of what Metallo or uh, Brainiac could mean for AI commentary, what Lex Luthor could be for billionaires that are going to be doing cage fights in our actual reality while they're racing to space and dying in submarines, there's a lot of really interesting things about how horrible our world is with late stage capitalism juxtaposed with how much we need hope and that's superman and that's lex luther and that's the villainy so we need superman now more than ever looking at you with this haircut is like stepping into a time machine of when i would first see you on the internet this is yeah this yeah. when i saw you at the door today i'm like i feel like me again yeah, like this is so, who i was so nice so like, before we knew each other I keep looking at you like this is like when i first would watch koi on the internet this is kind of crazy i um, feel so much more like me <laughs> it's really bizarre. it's tripping me out a little bit not gonna lie um pre-reject koi at the real rejects needy paul need he paul oh, oh what what a generous Gener- generosity. Oh. I'm touching, touching myself, myself tonight. tonight. Super, 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 super chat. chat. Yeah, can't say to you. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be inappropriate. Oh, yeah. It's the internet. But I'll, I'll touch myself to to, to, to boatloads of cash. <laughs> if I had a Walter White little storage full of illegal drug money. My old phone background was Bill Burr laying on a stack of money from Breaking Bad as a manifestation. Was he the other character there? Yeah, dude. I don't remember that being Bill remember, Burr, man. Bill Burr and the, the other guy, the yeah, black the guy. giant guy yeah, and Bill Burr. It. Yeah, I didn't remember that. They're was both Bill stand-up Burr. comics and they, uh, Vince Gilligan I always hired day players with stand-up comics. Uh, love you guys. I've always loved DC, Marvel, and Star Wars but never knew how to express that love with words till I found you guys. Oh. Really? That's very, I'm honored. Koi has so many words. Too many. And you just got to take a fraction of that. Then you will learn how to express it. Duality. Dichotomy. Y'all have given me (laughs) dichotomy. (laughs) John coming here with percolating dread. (laughs) I was at a party on the 4th of July, and this person heard me use a bunch of words that they'd never heard before and started giving me crap, literally asking me to do like a game of like, what's a word for this? I've never been treated like a a puppet before. But it was kind of fun to test my thesaurus. You know what you're doing, Koi. I like words. Um... You'll have given me so much comfort through a tough year. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you had such a tough year. Practice the attitude of gratitude. I want to get a tattoo that says that. I like that. Attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude or be grateful. Be grateful, you negative piece of shit is what I want to tattoo. That's in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to go great if you read that every day. I'm just saying. Uh, shout out to Greg's fabulous curly hair. We're talking about my hair a lot, not about Greg's hair enough. It's majestic. The headband, the whole tie-in, it's beautiful. I know. Somehow I've embraced the headband. It's so buoyant. Well, I see. Hair's always got such like bounce to it. Greg, you're definitely that dude. Thanks, Nick. What does what does that mean? That dude's like uh, you're like him, as the kids say. You know, Gen Z's always saying like. He's him, and I'm always like, "That's a weird redundancy." I need to get in touch with the gen. Well, thank you, needy. I mean, talk um, to the youths. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, this whole ch- the the great thing for the longest time, I didn't know how to put in a word, especially when it came to reactions. 
I didn't really quite know how to put into to words what it was that people liked about the channel. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I don't know what people like about it. This is kind of like silly what we do. And uh, but no, I mean, it's just a, all we do is it's a form of expression is all, all it is. And, and more like you have no idea how much anxiety I had about putting out slight negative, not even negative, really, just a mixed bag opinions about Mission Impossible 7. Woo! When you're just like, holy crap, this movie has 130% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> two, <laughs> two brief behind the scenes, one doubling down on something I said earlier, and one about the behind the scenes of the Superman thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, Greg, I was over here, and the Superman news broke, and Greg and I literally spent 40 minutes like going like, is it? Is there enough? Is there things to talk about? And then we realized because of like you guys, that's tying into what I was saying earlier. I, I said very clear as day, like this is my favorite place and it's not because I don't like working with Christians, it's not because I don't love working to rock stars. I love working with those people. It's largely because like when I do uh, Capes and Cowls with Christian, it's the three of us hanging out, which I love and it's like a, a social gathering and it's us like talking and like I've become such good friends with Christian and Winston and I love those guys for doing that show but it's because that feels like it's us and then we just put it out there. And then like new rock stars feels like we're reporting news and we're hanging out and we're just putting it out there. This feels like it's actually interactive and that's not disparaging any of those places. And I know that's what's going to get clipped out and I, I, I get that. But to me, it's about like this live chat. You guys are like actually people whose names I recognize. These are actually like a community and it feels like our expressions, our reactions are received as opposed to people judging them. Like you're always going to remember the negative comments always. That's how the human brain works. It's pattern based. It's survival based. It's, it's run from the tiger. But overall, when we react here, I don't feel like I have to put on. And I also don't feel like I have to like take myself down a peg. And that's really unique and wonderful. So every yeah. place I work has a different feeling. The reason this is my favorite is because it's a safe environment to be you. And I love that. Yeah. I, I want that to be the case. So I appreciate you saying that, Coy. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, when we came to Superman video, like, I had barely any thoughts on <laughs> that it. That was so funny. And I was like, all right, I don't really know them. I'm like, I, like, I'm like yeah, they look the part. <laughs> like, that, was, that was my opinion. I was like, I, I don't want to do a video. And then I was like, Coy, you're probably going to talk. Well, you got like two minutes of opinion. And then, and then eventually, <laughs> it was like going to roll the camera. And then I had him stop. I'm like, maybe we could just do it in a live stream. And then they were like, all right, just don't don't roll the camera. And I, and I was in the middle of there's a meeting happening. Literally, it was like far, for the other thing we were working on, had four other people in the in in the home, and I was like right in the middle of a meeting that was really important, super important meeting. And and then um, you stepped into the meeting because you had to be a part of it. And then I was like, well, dude, like, okay, well, why do you what? I I just asked Koi like, why why are you what do you like about it? why? Tell me why you like this news. He spitballed for like a minute and a half. Then I was like, "All right, roll the camera." <laughs> like, just roll the camera. Then I was like, "John, let's pay you a little bit of extra money if you because I normally if it's like we don't have prep editing, I edit and then then John has edited a video a month, so I was like, "All right, John, if you edit this, I'll pay you a little bit of extra money." So so we literally yeah, were in this yeah. room, and it, what I was, was like, I loved about it was Greg was like, "I don't know if that's enough," and then yeah. I was like, "Here's this," and yeah. they're like, "Oh, that is immediately enough." Yeah. And so I ran in here, and what I love about doing those comic corner videos is they're usually like one take me just spitballing, and it's yeah. really fun to be like I feel like I get to be the kid in the comic store, but for you guys, like that kid in the back of the comic store that's just like, "Hey, if you guys want to read, I got these books," and like he's not welcome anywhere, but he's welcome here, and that's that's what's been great about doing it. It's fun to find people and see what makes them shine and try to like bring that out of them. Yeah. 
That's the power of the internet. That's what the internet should be is finding like the internet connects all of us. And instead of using it to hate on people and instead of separating into tribalism, why not find that person you can't find in your town and your community and your friend group and like draw them into your life via the internet. Like this should connect, not separate. All right, Coy. Now we need to give efficient but quick answers. Both efficient and quick. Ready. <laughs> That's t- it's, a, it's a little redundant, but I'm, I'm with you, Greg. Redundant. I'm with you. Efficiently give. quick. Efficient qualitative answers. There That's is. what I'm not, okay. not quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny, thank you. Would you buy tickets to a great movie that over three or four hours with and without an intermission? How many hours is too much for a movie? Well, here's what I would say to that. Uh, wait a minute. I don't get the question. Would you buy tickets to a great movie that over without three, an intermission? With and without an intermission? Um Oh my God! Uh, I would prefer without an intermission. Honestly, I'm not a bit. I know you would probably want an intermission because this guy always has to pee like like every ten minutes. Big hydrator. And then it, whenever we could see a movie together, I'm like, here's what happened while you were gone. That's true. It's you're, very you're fortunately you're fast. Like you you're it. Like you don't leave for that long. No. Um, and uh, it doesn't matter how far away the bathroom is. I Coy, sprint. Coy will be back. If you guys the, ever see me Tom Cruise in the theater, it's because <laughs> the movie's on. And uh, so I'll be able to catch up, but. I feel like in a. I think if you're going past three hours, it's excessive. It's too excessive for my point. Uh, like to me, that's where it's at. Uh, I personally think movies should tell whatever story they set out to tell, and runtime shouldn't impact that. But there should also be an understanding of the cinema experience, which is there are ushers that work there, there are concessionists that work there, there are people that actually run the theater and the exhibition industry. And I think the longer the movie, the more it affects the bottom line of the box office because you can only actually put as many movies in a certain house. If the theater's open for eleven hours and the movie's over three hours, and you only get it, three runtimes of that movie, that affects the, movie. the box office. It depends on the movie. Yeah, yeah. like so, the Snyder Cut, I, I easily could watch that in one sitting. Surprising. Scorsese's next movie is a great example. Fire Josh said, uh, you know, like, what, what's that called? Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is going to be, I think, four hours, they say. That's going to affect its box office. And I think people don't think about that when they're building the movie. But you also need to tell the whole story. So Isn't I'm, I'm of two an minds. Apple movie? Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I just know it's expensive. Christopher Whamoff, we got a 20. Keeping us efficient. <laughs> <sighs> I'm touching, touching myself, myself tonight, tonight to your super chat. chat. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Chris Whamoff, love you. One of our top patrons, too. Koi is having a Fight Club screening at his place today. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it. Um, that is as a fact. So good job, 80s model. Unrelated. I've been wanting this haircut forever. And then I was like, now's the time. Jay Fernandez. Thank you so much, Jay Fernandez. Hey, guys. I hope that your weekend is going great. Are you guys satisfied with James Gunn's half DC reboot? We haven't really seen it. We, yeah, I don't we know. Don't I, know. I, am, I am satisfied with information I have heard thus far. Um, but no, they put a question mark on the Robert Downey Jr. one. <laughs> we did. We don't know either. And we, we yeah. addressed that we, we didn't addressed, know. We addressed that we weren't sure, but here's the information on that. We did talk about it. Uh, I hope you're, I, I covered my ass with the question yeah, you're mark. Like, Wait a second. We do not clickbait here at the Real Rejects. Uh, are you guys satisfied? <laughs> With the chamber, a little self-awareness goes a long way. He's got half DC reboot. Uh, no, I mean, I, we don't really know much about it, honestly. I, I think I think when we see Blue Beetle, that will quantify, I guess, as a half DC reboot. I, I also think they have to cover their butts with trying to make the bottom line back. So I think that Flash isn't necessarily tied in, but they were saying it might be because if it had done well, it would have been. But I don't think it's going to be now that it didn't do well. So I think James Gunn is presenting... 
you've never had a, a universe end like Fox did, but still keep going. Like, it's not like the Fox mutants ended, but Fox still was going to make X-Men movies. James Gunn got handed the keys to a car that was already running him to say, go drive. So like, he's got to park the car and figure his own car out before he like launches it again. So I think uh, there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some tuning. There's going to be some messiness, but overall I'm very excited by the announcement, but we won't know what it feels like until it's going. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you. Crashing Coyote. Thank you for the super chat. I think Koi's half right. Oh, sucker. I think it's going to be Deadpool trying to save Fox Universe, but ends up causing their deaths each time. Final Destination. So that, that is a fun spin on it. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of what I was speaking to, is like him killing the Fox Universe, I don't think it's conscious. I think he's going to be killing the Fox so he's Universe. he's not like Punisher. No, because I think that'd be too dark to bring him into the MCU. Like, imagine they were like, you love it's, these it, characters, but It's kind of like... The montage of X Force, right? But spread out, but and all accidental, because that would tie into the end of Deadpool two and the X Force continuity, and it would be like, what have I done? Incursion events, and yeah. it'd be a lot funnier if he was accidentally like killing a hundred Logans. <laughs> that would be funny. So I agree with you, Crash and Coyote. If I didn't make that clear, I think that is more. It's going to be a funnier kills the Marvel universe than, oops, I murdered them all. I don't think there's like the Beyonder hired him to murk people. How great would it be, though, if we ended up getting, like, because Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, they were going to try to cross them over at one point. Right. How great would it be if they did get, like, Tobey Maguire to a cameo in that? Or Andrew Garfield. I would be more excited about Tobey. I would be way, I, Andrew's way more the right tone. No, He's uh, actually funny. But no, I'm, I'm saying that that Tobey's Spider-Man would be the rewarding one, because that's someone they wanted to cross him over with, right? Right, right, right. But I Am think Am I that, wrong about that? Was it Tobey's? Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman was Tobey's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying tonality-wise, I think... Andrew Garfield and and Ryan Reynolds are more that vibe. Totally, I totally get that. But I'm talking like for, for the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean for the. I think Hugh Jackman and Toby would be hilarious, but I think Andrew Garfield and Way- and Ryan Reynolds would be great. Yeah, yeah. Plus, them making out at the Oscars would be funny if they did that in suits. True. Oh, that's true. They also have that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Snogging Spider Man and Deadpool. Age appropriate. Tom Holland would be weird. Marcus Santos, thank you so much, my friend. Have you guys hear about my adventures with Superman? Yes, we have heard about it. Here it's good. It's a new series, and the animation for it is so awesome. Uh, that's a big maybe on the list. How long is the runtime? Because that'd be great. What man. is the episode runtime for the adventures of Superman? Honestly, like when you get into a show, uh, and, and if it's like a low performer, it really like. Like it affects the whole channel. It really does. Like I saw with fucking Witcher. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize how bad that was. And for you guys not on the YouTube uh, space, like I don't really know the algorithm and stuff. I'm not good at that thing. That no, side. It's my job. But but that's what I'm saying is like I didn't realize that if you do like say your reaction channel and you start doing reviews and the reviews don't do well, then all the reviews won't do well. Like it'll yeah. the, chan- the the YouTube will be like they don't do reviews well here. That's not fair. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, it's weird, and, and they, it's always changing too, and they don't like announce it. Yeah. You gotta like find out some way, <laughs> like after damage has been done, like what the hell's going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's already broken? Thanks, yeah. it's broken. Uh, that's a maybe though, that's a maybe. It's definitely been on my mind though. Deadpool stream turned into a DCU stream. Goddamn right. We talk about everything here. Yeah. Appreciate that, Collide. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's a 20. What am I, what am I thinking? Come on now. Oh. I'm touching, I'm touching myself, myself tonight. tonight. Dude, there it is. Super super chat. Chat. You always interrupt. Only, only sometimes. That not part. I, know, I forget because I... Jesus, Corey. It's on me. The whole point of it was is to the, marry the it with the super chat. It's and you're me. just always like... As if I did anything by just clipping Ryan Reynolds' audio. But work went into me timing. 
and the sound mixing. He did actually make it balanced. I've only interrupted three times. Luke Dead 04, been watching the channel for years, love, from the UK. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, Luke Dead. Um, it is a great question. Wesley Marshall, thank you so much. Uh, Koi, now, part of the reason why, uh, I mean, part of the in, in, in conception of being like Koi and John should do this mm. DC animated was I was well aware that Koi hadn't really seen them because Koi had a hard time connecting with animated. And I just know John hadn't seen them. <laughs> and and, so, and I was like, oh, and I know John doesn't really have as much of the comic knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, this would be a fun pairing if you get a comic knowledge expert, someone who's trying to get more into animate. And I was like, but those first two, I'm like, I know those first two are fucking amazing. So this will definitely hook Koi. I think this would be a great start. So one thing that hasn't been addressed is has your has your connection to animated properties changed at all? Now that you've done so much coverage here with them. Hugely, yeah. actually. Uh, I've actually found myself watching more animation at home. Uh, I watched this great movie, uh, Intergalactic, uh, which I think Curtis Mason uh, recommended, who's, who was in the chat earlier. But I, I've been watching more animation recreationally because of how much it's actually like brought me in. I, I didn't have that foolish concept that animation's only for kids. I've always seen it as a medium, not a genre. I've never been one of those people that's like, ah, animation. I just had trouble connecting with it because for me, there's something in the actor's eyes. There's something in the soul of the actor that I connect to with the character. And that's why when casting is good, I associate all the good work the actor's done with that character. Like, I'll always see a Tom Hardy movie because of the collected work of Tom Hardy that I appreciate in the character by default. I don't feel like that with animation. When I see an animated character, I don't go, man, I connect with that black hair like the 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 hairline in batman now i go oh that's a character that i've connected with in the past damian wayne and bruce wayne have the same hairline in all the dc animated movie universes that they share and now i'm finding these connections that i'm actually drawn to where i'm like oh this is this batman much like i did with actors and uh the comic book medium for me is always magical because the space between the panels is what i love I love that comic books to me represent the closest through line between the soul of a writer and the soul of an artist to the consumer. Because when you read a comic, if you look at the credits, there's so many less people than a movie. Movies are long credits because there's thousands of people. That's only like a tenth of the people that worked in the movie, by the way. Whereas a comic, it's like, you know, the editors and the behind the scenes people, but it's really two or three people that are bringing you that art. So it's so much more of their soul. And I'm starting to feel like that with animation, where you're connecting to the voice actors in a different way. You're connecting to the animators who are giving you the way they perceive the world. And one of the reasons I've always loved Rob Liefeld is Rob Liefeld's world is so extreme. I know a lot of people give him crap because the way he draws is so 90s and like people like to judge it. I've always seen Rob Liefeld's world as that's how Rob sees the world is extreme. So he draws how he sees the world. You can look at Rob's photorealistic stuff. He does portraits that look like the world, but that's not how Rob sees the world. And now with animation, I'm seeing it as this beautiful characterization of what someone's perception of the world can be. I'm starting to get into anime. I'm starting to get into uh, the way video games are made more. So this has actually helped me connect to a different medium in a way that I love. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I think um, it's an answer. It was an answer. Chat GBT wrote that answer for Koi. <laughs> <laughs> I've been deep fed <laughs> and written. Sidra is eighty. There's a rumor that Channing Tatum filmed the Gambit cameo scene in Deadpool three. 
We've talked extensively about this. I would love for it to be true. I feel like it is true. I hope that doesn't. I hope. I hope we don't see. It in the I trailer. hope it doesn't get ruined for Me us. Me too. That is one I would love to avoid a spoiler. Around. I would love to not see him in the trench coat until it's like done. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to see it on screen. How far? Edited. How long have they been filming this for? Uh, like so they're wrapping like in a week. Really? Yeah, the movie's almost done. How quick did Hugh Jackman bulk up? We haven't even seen a well, Hugh Jackman seen, set photo. No, which is impressive. I think because that's the thing. I think he's in the suit for a lot of it. That's cool. Yeah, I think they're filming on stages for a reason. I think there's a lot of stuff. I think they wrap in a week. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I've been filming like two months. Jesus, really? Yeah. If this comes out in seven months. <laughs> This movie's out like that's so fast, right? This movie's out soon. I'm really worried the writer strike's going to affect it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I stay I, scared. I, I'm really. I'm this really is my most anticipated movie. I can't not be afraid. I'm really worried it's going to affect it, man. Uh, Collide next stream is going to be next weekend. Sam the Man Lee, thank you. I just want to say I love y'all. We love y'all three thousand. We love y'all three thousand as well. Thank you, Sam the Man Lee. Hey, I did jump, jump, jump. Super, Super chat. Unnamed film channel. At your last panel, I asked what you think Marvel would look like if Disney never had any association. I also wanted to ask what you think an Avengers level film would look like in that case. He was at our WonderCon yes. panel. I remember that question. That's a great question. That's when I started talking about like, oh, I remember the Netflix series, and that's kind of what I think Marvel could have looked like a little bit more. What do you think an Avengers level film would look like in that case? Ooh, what an Avengers level film would look like if Disney never bought it. Um, I don't think it would be as bright and color. I think the first Avengers is what it needed to be. You know what it is? I think it would have been kind of like an Infinity War movie, but not as bright. <laughs> it's the best way I could summarize There's it. There's actually a script for Fantastic Four and X-Men crossing over. Fox tried to do that before everything fell apart. There's actually it's a... too dark. I think Ghost Rider's in it. I think they like. I think they really did the damn thing. Um, I, I've never read it. I've just heard legend of it. I think it would have been more R-rated. I think it would have been more gritty. I don't know yeah. if it would have worked because... That Fantastic Four and that Ghost Rider, I don't, I, I don't know if they would have meshed as well as Marvel made the world mesh. They knew how to make things that felt a little bit more mature instead of just family friendly. Like I, I watched Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, and I was surprised by how much of an improvement that was mm-hmm. on the first Fantastic Four movie. Like yeah. the first half hour, a little rocky, but as it went, I was like, I'm really invested in this. Like I'm taking this serious, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of gripped uh, by what's happening here, and. Obviously, the X-Men movies are some amazing films there as well. So I do think that, and, and then of course, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, the Andrew Garfield ones, mm-hmm. there's there's a world here where, yeah, it's like you could feel the Disney touch now. Um, I like the Avengers movies, but I'm not exactly sure what, I don't think it would have been as like Easter egg heavy. I agree. Yeah. I also think Cause, that cause not even the X Men movies do like Easter eggs. Not not yeah. to that level. Yeah, like yeah. there's some like Gambit. Like the name Gambit pops up on its computer yeah. screen and stuff. But I also think that um, I think a lot of people liked. I saw in the on the chat someone was like, I think they would have been more comic book accurate. I also kind of like that as comic book fans, we get something that isn't as comic book accurate. I talk all the time about translation versus adaptation. I think Civil War being so different and then reading the Civil War comic is more rewarding because I'm not like, oh, this is familiar. They both get to feel like their own complete things. So I kind of like that Marvel and Disney are doing their own thing. And I think that like Deadpool movies improved the Deadpool comics in a lot of ways. So I, I think I think both have their pros and cons. And I think that uh, 
it would have looked very different, but I, I think it all worked out for the best overall. Yeah. As much as I miss Netflix, Dota. Theodore Harris. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a super, a super chat. chat. Good day, gents. MC Phase 4 has introduced and further fleshed out different super beings. Who do you think is physically stronger? The Kree, the Skrulls, the Talokanael, or Super Soldiers? Ooh, I like this question. That's really nerdy. Rank them. Uh, Kree, Telekineal, physically strong, Skrulls, then Super Soldiers. Nope, Super Soldiers, super then Skrulls. Super Soldiers, I would put above Skrulls. Yeah, Super Soldiers, then Skrulls. So, in, in my headcanon, Kree, Telekineal, Super Soldiers, Skrulls. Uh, I think Super Skrulls are going to be on par with the Kree, so the Kree Scroll War can happen. I think that's how the Kree Scroll War is going to happen. But for now, that's that's the. Right. You think we're going to get the Kree Scroll War? I think Captain Marvel might end with it. The Marvels. Really? They seem to love the cosmic. It's just going to like end with that. They got so much other shit happening. I hope not. But I feel like they. they I mean, they've set it up kind of. I think the you know if they've got secret invasion dealing with refugees and people being without their homes, yeah, they're going to be like, why? And then the Kree, and they're gonna be like, we're going back to war. I could see it happen. Do you think it's going to flop? I worry about everything because all the everything budget, is well, flopping. Well, because all the budgets are so insane. We talked about it a little earlier. I think we're entering a different era of filmmaking where streaming really hurt movies. Like people don't realize that if twenty people oh, yeah, share no. a, a password, which they're cracking down on. Like I'm not supporting. I'm not supporting budgets being as crazy, and thus you have to go to the movies. But the movie industry requires the movies, and I think that's going to really shift. I, I mean. It's not just streaming. It was like the same day and date release shit that they were doing. Oh, there's the a reason Warner Brothers lost Nolan. Like, the fact that you can get these like massive movies just like, oh, Black Widow, I could just buy it on Disney Plus. Like, yeah. Like, no, that that fucked up the whole association with cinema. Right. For sure. And the Warner Brothers like, hey, Tenet, just put it on HBO Max. And like, there's a reason Nolan's like, I'm going to go over here to Universal and make this epic over here. <laughs> Crashy Coyote. <laughs> Thank you. It's Corin's wet, not Corin sweat. Wet, not sweat. Corin's wet. Corin's wet. Corin's wet balls. That's, That's way what better. It was. Way better. Got you. Just slightly dipped. Corin's wet. Again. He, should, he should put a hyphen. Come on, David. We got demand. You should put a Corin's hyphen. Wet. It's worse than Schwarzenegger. That's why the. That's why the briefs. You need to keep your Corin's wet. Corin's wet. Lion of Demise. Oh, no. From a comic book. Thank you, Lion of Demise. From a comic book comes my favorite line about Gotham. You're going to need your sunglasses once it gets dark. What? From a comic book. I don't understand. I don't get that line. I think he's just saying that's his favorite line from a comic. But but what does the line mean? I don't know. Is but it a riddle? But it's ominous. Like. Going to need your sunglasses it's dark. I don't. I don't. Know. Uh, if it's dark, why would you put your sunglasses on? I never liked that trope. Bru- like Blues Brothers, it always makes people look weird. Like people with sunglasses inside, I don't trust them. People do it in movies, but in real life, you're like, look at this freak. This guy. What does he think he's in the Matrix? Yeah, 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 only people in the Matrix can do it. That that actually looked cool the whole time. That looked cool. And that was the one time. Felt justified for some reason. Yeah, and they never explained why. It's not yeah, brighter in the Matrix. No Maybe they saw through the code and it was too distracting because they saw the ones and zeros. Like we got to put sunglasses. on. <laughs> raccoon shampoo oh I, th- I like scream a little bit more but I respect the jigsaw choice I like how the- that's a good hierarchy what do we got what do we got oh. 
I'm touching myself to your super chat. You didn't interrupt, Coy. I didn't. I just rubbed my nips. Raccoon says the important question. What's the context for the mandatory James Gunn dancing going to be in Superman Legacy? I think people have only danced in two of James Gunn's movies. Dude, they've danced in like four. Guardians 1. 2. 2. 3. I think it's a Guardians Suicide thing. Suicide Squad. Oh. Show. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah, but that's the opening credits, not in the show. And the Suicide Squad, they didn't dance. I think it's a Guardians thing and an opening credit thing. I don't think there was. I don't think there was dancing in Super or in... I don't know if it's... I don't Maybe know. Maybe Scooby-Doo. There was probably dancing in Scooby-Doo. I've never seen Scooby-Doo. If there is dancing in Super... What? <laughs> I had to process that. It took a second. Uh, if there's dancing in Superman Legacy, I hope it involves Jimmy Olsen because he isn't shot in the face. That's all I know. I think him and... I think Lois and Clark could have a dance. I'd love that. Like a sweet dance. Yeah, like a slow dance in Kansas. Like they got a little Smallville moment and they're like, you know, bells of hay and stuff. Do that classic, uh, they're flying in the sky, like oh, rotating I would in love the sky. That. With a nice yeah. needle drop. Yeah. That'd be a great use, use of dance. Turned out for what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shots, 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 shots. <laughs> or he's dodging bullets while they're... <laughs> I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, I... I Oh, did he? He danced in Peacemaker and not just in the credits. You're right. Yeah. Touche. In that yeah. uh, second episode. That show's so good. Yeah, you don't remember jack shit. <sighs> Damn, V900. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a super, super chat. chat. A young Superman, while Damien is the Robin, still feels like a mistake to me since there's no John. John Kent. Can't do the Super Sons with John and Damien, which made Damien a lot more likable. Huge missed opportunity. Um, okay, so John Kent is Superman's son, and in continuity, they have him leave Planet for a while, which ages him up, and that puts him around the same age as Damien. There's a lot of messy continuity in, in all comic books, but that is especially messy. Uh, I don't think you need Jonathan Kent for Damien to work, because that's like a fun parallel in World's Finest, right? It's a commentary on young Superman, young Batman. You have them growing up together, and it's a fun way to reintroduce World's Finest. We've never really had World's Finest in general. So I think a 30-something Superman and a early 40-something Batman is our first World's Finest, negating the need for John Kent and Damien. I think Damien is more a commentary on what it's like if Bruce Wayne gets to use his paternal side, because Superman you know, has always been paternal. Bruce Wayne has never been paternal. Growing up without parents, it's a beautiful way to see that Bruce has to develop a side of him that doesn't solve problems with punching. It's a great way to be like, oh, this guy doesn't just fight everything. Damian Wayne tests that side of him. Uh, Damian Wayne's also a commentary on what if Batman was pure vengeance? What if Batman just saw the world as broken and he's like, you know, the grandson of Ra's al Ghul who thinks killing is acceptable versus Bruce Wayne killing is never acceptable. Damian Wayne represents the id gone awry in Bruce Wayne. So I think that juxtaposition is way more important than the John Kent to me. And I think we're still going to get a beautiful world's finest commentary via having very similar aged Clark Kent and uh, Batman. I don't think anyone's chomping at the bit to have a John in there. No, I don't think John Kent is <laughs> by request. I think we can accept the fact of how we can have a Damian right now or, or some type of a Robin because we've had so many Batmans that have that have worked and been successful and really connected with audiences. Yeah, I think that's where we're earned. Whereas the Superman journey has been so up and down lately. Like, how, like we had Brandon Ruth for a movie. And, right. You know, we had we had Henry Cavill with the craziest journey ever. Just like, what's happening here for years? And and then now it's like we just need to have a clear cut establishment there before we can get to a John Kent. 
Yeah, I think we yeah. have to earn a Superman first. Yeah. Dead shot. Thank you. Would you guys be down for Matt Reeves doing both Hush and the Court of Owls in his universe? Also, do you have hope for the new Alien movie? I always have hope for a new Alien and or Predator Who's movie. Who's directing constantly. it again? Alien? Yeah, it's someone I love. I thought it was a show. Uh, the Noah Hawley. Oh, is it the Noah Hawley one? I thought that was a show. Okay, I thought an alien thing just wrapped. It might have been the show. I just... I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just hope Ridley Scott leaves it alone because... Jesus Christ, man. Uh, but would you guys be down for Matt Reeves doing both Hush and the Court... I mean, I feel like Court of Owls for sure. Yeah, I feel like they set up both in the, in the last movie. They had that big Hush written out in front of... Uh, like, it was about yeah. Hush money, but I think Hush has been teased. Uh, I think Court of Owls is maybe the third movie. Like, it's been, like, percolating the whole time, like, long game. But I would love... I think that's the kind of thing The Batman is better for. I think... Totally. The Batman is more this world, whereas I wouldn't really want to see Court of Owls with, like, the family. I think that's better suited for the more supernatural characters. There is a movie Deadshot said. Fede Alvarez is doing an alien movie. Who did, did he really? Yeah, it just wrapped. I just Fede saw, Alvarez? I just saw the rap photo on Instagram, I think. Yeah. That's going to be gory. <laughs> That's the right direction, I think, after the prometheus stuff. Damn, Fede Alvarez. Yeah. That could be, that could be a gut punch. He did do that Dragon Tattoo sequel that no one really liked. That's true, but he also did that great Evil Dead, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I, I love. It. Don't breathe. I don't like. I'm not a big horror guy, but that Evil Dead's fantastic. Yeah, it packs a punch. Mm-hmm. I think Court of Owls is is inevitable. Yeah, um, same. for that. Hush is a great opportunity. I think Hush works better for a little bit of an older Batman, though. So I think you would. That, that's like a four or five to me. I'd like, love not, that. Not 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 a two or three. Because it needs to be a long time since he was year one, which is like he's yeah. year two right now. Yeah, he needs yeah. to be. I, I agree. I think Hush works better for down the road. Raccoon shampoo. Thank you. Also, did you see the Suicide Squad? It's, it's uh, was that? Was Psyche? No, I oh the there's an anime Suicide Squad. I did see this. It looks pretty what? cool. Yeah, just dropped this week. The the trailer. Uh, there's an anime Suicide Squad with like a very big production company that does a lot of big animes. See, I've been I've been watching more animation because y'all. Uh, yeah, it looks awesome. And like I love the Joker design. I don't really love the old Harley Quinn design as much now that like the characters develop. But since I assume this is from the older them together, I was cool with it. But the animation looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Yeah. Austin Daniels, thank you. Austin Butler as Gambit. Love it. That's a great choice. It's a little too obvious, but it's a <laughs> choice. It's a good choice. Damn, that, that is That's it's really hard good. not to see it now. Hey, I can picture him in the trench coat. I can yeah, hear his voice. Oh, that, that is perfect. Um, and That's Haley Lou Richardson as Rogue for MCU. Gambit is a very slept-on character, in my opinion. I don't know why it seems like hard for people to get Gambit right. Like it seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> he's just like it's a thief it's a that's really charming and character. Kinetic. Yeah, and he's got like a, a cards. <laughs> like it's not it's that explosions and charm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a hard character to get down. Like it takes. Not, I'm not saying it doesn't take effort. Sure, uh, I'm saying that out of any character. To, it's not a character that's difficult to fathom adapting. That's the part of it that I, I can't like. Why is it so hard to bring this character to life for people? Like, I think it's interesting that we have so many movies about charming criminals, but it's never worked with the charming criminal of movie of yeah. comics. Like, get Guy Ritchie on a solo Gambit movie. It seems so obvious. to, to It's just easy. I mean, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't uh, know what it is. Addy in the chat. It would be really cool for Koi to watch My Hero Academia, not even for the channel, but just for Koi to watch it. I've watched seasons one through four, and I have reviews up on my channel for all of them. Isn't I haven't watched that, season five You're yet. that far into it? Yeah. I'm, oh, a, I'm, nice. I'm about to watch season five. I loved four. 
Such a good show. Four, four is great. It's what I want X-Men to be on Disney+. Plus. I, I think they are the bar for team dynamic power sets. I'm so impressed they met Jay. Dead. Did, did I skip any? I'm making sure. No, okay. Deadshot. Thank you. Thank you, Deadshot. Cameron Monaghan as MCU Cletus with Richson Brock. Oh, that's fantastic. Cameron Monaghan is such a talented actor. An actual redhead Cletus Cassidy would make me happy. Uh, and uh, Richson, I mean, I haven't watched Jack Reacher. These guys have, but he is like, he looks like Eddie Brock. Like that guy is, I went to the Fast X premiere and everyone in that movie is jacked and this guy made them look tiny. Like that guy is so big. Yeah. I'd love that for Brock. That's really fun. I love this choice. I didn't quite pick up on what it was saying, but now then you explain. Got you. It. Yeah. Okay. Venom <laughs> Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I love that, Alan right? Al- Alan Richson as Eddie Brock. But yeah, because, because when I when I imagine Eddie Brock from the comics, he's always like super jacked, and he's got to make Tom Holland look tiny. Yeah, and then yeah. like that with the symbiote man, that'd be awesome. I mean, Alan Richson really showcases. I mean, he's in some DC show. I forget which one, but he really showcases his acting prowess. Uh, and, Hawk uh, and Dove. Okay, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, he really showcases his acting prowess in uh in, in Reacher for sure. He's a fantastic actor. And he also showcases like how he can play hyper intelligence as well. Yeah, I think he'd be a really good Brock. And Cameron Monaghan is one of the most talented young actors working. He is a slept on actor. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't get more work. It kind of pisses me off. He's amazing. Yeah, he's real, real good. He should be a household name. <laughs> real good. Should be a household name. Real good. Real good. That's, that's real hey, no. turn on the tube. Hey, turn Cameron on Monaghan's the tube. Yeah, on. What are you doing? Change the channel on my ass. Come on. I love Monaghan. What are you doing? <laughs> Everybody knows him. His household name. Turn the volume up. Hey, keep it down back there. Watching Shameless, hon. <laughs> I love your mama, too. <laughs> Jenna Ortega as Zatanna would be great casting to me. Oh, I love that. I love that. Praying that one day this happens. I feel like she's uh, definitely one of those names that gets tossed around a lot on purpose. Like, I feel like Jenna Ortega is, for all the right reasons, everyone's like, I could, darling, I, I would love that. I could see her being wasted in something like, I could see her being... I could see her being one of those people who's cast in something, and they and totally like, don't utilize her right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the one pitfall I'm worried that they, she might fall into, especially if you put her like in some ensemble piece. Right. I want her to be a hero that gets her own movie, but also yeah. can play in a team. I'd love Justice League Dark to be, you know, Zatanna first, then Constantine, then Swamp Thing, and they build to Justice League Dark with Jen Ortega as Zatanna, yeah. like as a team and solo. One of the oddest things about the X-Men franchise to me is how they got Oscar-winning actress Halle Berry to be Storm. And not use her. barely a, a presence in any of those movies. They tried, like, forcing it a little bit. In, Days of Future Past, they're like, bring her back, yeah. it's Halle Berry. And then part three, they tried to, like, make but that was such a terrible movie. And she's yeah. the leader of the X-Men. Like, yeah. there's two X-Men teams. She leads one of them. And, yeah. like, it, the Storm yeah. solo movie is my most anticipated, not yet greenlit movie. <laughs> like, I think Storm needs a movie. And that is one of the things about, you know, um, having T'Challa die in the MCU that is kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, kind of. There's a lot of reasons to be sad about it. In terms of a comic story, so you're not going to get that storyline of of, uh, Aurora Monroe. Unless uh, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars end the MCU as we know it. Bucky Barnes, Atlanta. Um I mean, I, okay, so apparently there's going to be a Star-Lord solo movie. Did they confirm that? I don't know. I mean, they said Star-Lord will return. Who knows? That's all, that's all I know. Fucking means, all right. Uh, but Bucky Barnes, who holds down the chats here, random but excited about the legendary Star-Lord news. Yet, I hope it's a Disney Plus show instead of a movie. Hope you all are doing well. What would it be? Him and his dad, his grandpa hanging out. 
Yeah, playing cribbage. judging the neighbor. I, yeah, I don't know what a Star Lord <laughs> without the Guardians is. Uh, I love you know Star Lord. I just can't imagine. Is it him acclimating to Earth? It would is be it... cool if it's an Earth adventure. Yeah, I want it to be Earth. Yeah, like I don't want he's done. Otherwise, this... it's gonna just be like, it's like when they did Pirates Four, right? And you're just like, where's, so it's just like there's, there's just no the there's just no Elizabeth Swan and it's kind of weird. Yeah. on his own ship. Yeah, what's what's like, this adventure? It's pretty much a Pirates. I guess this is just yeah. No, yeah. I want him on Earth. Yeah, yeah, but do it him on Earth. I think that would be the way to to do. But still, you could do some cosmic thing where you feel uh, that he's. It seems like he should have it handled because it's just him on Earth. Yeah. But he actually somehow is more of a fish out of water. Okay, I got this. Star-Lord on Earth, fish out of water for the first few episodes, and then the Avengers call him because he's the only one that knows about Celestials. Yeah. We finally get the Celestial sticking out of the planet problem solved because Star-Lord's like, guys, I got you. Right. And then he joins the Avengers on Earth. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a way to do it where he should be at home but and, and he should be the most capable but somehow he's he's got cosmic he's, experience but he's got no earth but no pattern. earth yeah. experience yeah and that's fun yeah, he only knows be, 80s references yeah yeah that would be really fun like he's really out of time here yeah like big you yeah. know like a, a fish out of water but because of time star lord number one on my scrolls list guys oh that's interesting rizzo 258 i need a coy and john reaction to my adventures with superman yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I uh, I, th- I hope it's doing well. Like, I, th- I don't know how the show's tracking, but, like, I would love that, like, if that show's doing well. I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard. I just know Jack Quaid's the best. I have no idea. I mean, it's tracking. But people are liking it, you know, but yeah. it's really easy to get misled into thinking like. I mean, what's like, yeah, what's the what's the popularity? With yeah. Them? But I do want to put Coy and John on Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, that's fun. Into that. Have you not seen it? I uh, I've seen pieces of it. Oblivion Radio gave us a heart. I want to shout that out. And then lastly, we got a couple of super chats here. I'm right, I'm right. All right. There we go. Last two. Last two of the day. Let me just make sure. Okay. Reloading. Reload. No, we got a few oh. here. Oh, shit. All right, Koi. It looks like you got yourself two and a half today. Speeding through. You got two and a half hours today, <laughs> People uh, outside my house waiting to watch Fight Club. Like, what's happening? Are you late to it? I'm not. I'm gonna be a little late. To what it. time does it start? Oh, uh, I told people to come over at three thirty. I know it's two thirty, man. Well, I gotta clean. You didn't clean last night. I did, but I want to finish <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> on my life. I need to push my collab. We're both crushing it. With time. We're, we're both very good time awareness. Um, let me read. Love. Uh, oh, wait, no, hold on a second. All right, all right, I'll read this. Dichotomy. That's true. We're all right, okay, dichotomy. I got this. Everyone, shut up. Everyone be quiet. I'm so hungry. Same. <laughs> I had, like, such a heavy workout before here, and then I didn't eat, and now I'm like, oh, I'm really feeling it. What was today? Shoulders? Uh, chest and uh, biceps and triceps and some That's core work. That's a lot. Chest and biceps, triceps, core work? <sighs> yeah. It's like a whole T. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm trying to be coy. Not not the you know the personality. No, yeah, not shy. Not shy. <laughs> Gains. Look at me being coy, right? Now. I'm so coy <laughs> about this moment. Did you see all the comments? Actually, you didn't because Mission Impossible was aggressive, but everybody was like, "Man, Greg looks great," and I was like, "Correct." Those are the only comments I, I responded so. to. 
Yeah, you know, I told you I don't want to know any of those comments. Look, they're they're positive. It's about you being jacked. I want to hear one comment. I was the second half. Uh, it's all quiet. You can read it. I don't want to know anything here. I don't want to know any comments. Runs away. I haven't looked at it at all. I don't want to expose myself to this shit. <laughs> um, doesn't have an unpopular opinion. Really ain't cool. Uh, uh where are we at? God damn it! People are saying Jensen being Batman wouldn't happen because of his age. Every time we get close, I mean, he looks great, though. Yeah. Tom Cruise is 60, and he's diving off of space into Earth, all yeah, right? Yeah, he's doing fine. Every time we get closer to the movie, I can't imagine anyone other than him in the role. What do you think? Also, especially him next to corn sweat balls. Uh, yeah, dude, I there's a lot. There's so much. This would be such a great fan fulfillment. The thing with James Gunn, if James Gunn was directing it, I wouldn't be as confident. Right. Because James Gunn's always like, who's been with a little weird pick? <laughs> but um, Sean Gunn is Batman. <laughs> but I think, yeah. But I think um, Jensen Ackles is is such a converse, such a big topic of conversation. He tends to go against the grain with choose with who to choose. I feel like he would at the very least let him test for it. I think he's see. perfect. I I don't think his age in this case, like he could God, play no Batman for another fifteen years, easy. But what is his height? Ah, oh, I think he's tall because uh. Jared Padalecki's very That's tall. True. Jared Padalecki's very. T- I think he's at least over six feet. Yeah, yeah. Jensen Ackles, Batman, co-signed. For sure, for sure. Danny and Shane, do you know anything about the Superman villain Manchester Black? And do you think that is a character James Gunn would introduce as a future villain? Let me tell you about Manchester Black. <laughs> All right, he was born by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, Manchester Black, I think, could be because they're introducing the authority in the Superman movie. I think Manchester Black was recently in a Superman versus Authority four issue miniseries, so there is like recent canon for comic fans. I also think it's a character that juxtaposes a lot of what Superman's beliefs are because he's kind of a a, a gun for hire mentality, not fully, but Superman's all about altruism. He's more about what you can do if you are willing to sacrifice all your belief structures. So I think Manchester Black could be introduced as a long-term foible for the beliefs of Superman. I don't know if he'll be the main villain, but I could see it happening as an introduction to uh, the Authority. Can you guys fathom? We might actually get a Brainiac. I really think we will. I think it's coming. How crazy would that be? I think Metallo, Brainiac, those are top lists. Or like, for a, sure. or like a 20th Lex Luthor. Either that, one. Either way. Either, either one. Way. Well, I think we're going to get both. <laughs> either way, Lex is in it, but it might I mean, not just be you the... Need, you need Lex. He'll be he's, there. He's a part of the universe. But he's Palpatine in this. I want him like long game. In yeah, but, we need, but Brainiac Dude, we might get a... We're so overdue. actual brain... Like, that is a Justice League level threat. Yeah. And it's so topical. Yeah. Look at the Secret Invasion opening credits. Tyler, love watching you guys. Hey, who are your picks for the new 838 Illuminati? I assume that's what he means by illuminate. Yep. Also, Coy, what are your overall thoughts on the Doomsday Clock event? Well, I think Doctor Strange should definitely be a part of that Illuminati. I think you should get Ironheart on there. I think you should. (laughs) That'd be funny. I think all the the things that we're waiting for. And uh, Ralph Boner should be part of the A three eight Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, just just Patrick uh, Stewart's dead body from One Division mm-hmm. should be part mm-hmm. of the eight. Just him in his chair. Yep. And then they're weakening at Burnsy him to make it seem like there's more reverency to him. But it's Peter. but it's uh, McAvoy doing it. Like that would be so funny. Just like a multiversal <laughs> Xavier playing with Xavier because he's like turning into onslaught. Yeah, that would be really funny. Uh, I think that uh, ends Cassie Lang. 
Uh, I think you could do like a really fun thing with the uh, Illuminati being other comic Illuminati and like characters we'd never see again. That's kind of like when they put John Krasinski in there, there was no intention of having him play Reed. So what if that's how Robert Downey Jr. returned, that he's actually been a part of the Illuminati this whole time? Oh, I love that. That's actually going to make that. it work. That's fantastic. And that's good for Cap 4 because of all the yeah. uh, espionage. Oh, damn. Illuminati and Cap 4 espionage is great. Love that. That he had to fake his death yeah. in order to keep the world. Not fake his death, but he had to keep pretending to be dead. Or he had to, he did die and he reached out to a multiversal self because he knew about it. Like there is a multiversal oh, yes, Downey. Yes. And that way you Downey, like the only the only oh, person oh, Downey dude, trusts yeah. is Downey. Yeah. The only person Tony Stark go. trusts is Tony Stark. There you go. That's how you do it. That's cool. I that like is, that. That is a cool way to do it. Remember this. When they do it. When they do it, that's how they bring we, it we, we theorized it. But uh, I was going to say, like... Wanda blows his head off. Like, use Black Bolt again, but have it be Vin Diesel. Do do the fun, like, fun casting for 838 like they Please did with Krasinski. Uh, and then overall <laughs> thoughts on Doomsday Clock. I personally like Watchmen separate. I think Watchmen's a commentary on DC. I think it's weird to have them in DC. I think Rorschach meeting Batman, all that's fun. But, like, it's very Elseworldy to me. I didn't love the event. It was paced well and it was fun. I just don't personally consider it canon. That's fair. Hey, Pyronic Gaming, mm. what are you? What characters are you most excited for in the DCU? Mine is personally Nightwing, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I mean, you took my answer. Nightwing is the one who I, when I really got into reading comics when I was younger, it was Nightwing. Um, the current run is so good, dude. If I you want to read Nightwing. any comic, like right now, is Nightwing is maybe the best he's ever been in the comics. I, I lo- like the hunt for Oracle has never left my soul. Uh, um, Tom Taylor's writing Nightwing, and he did the uh, Injustice run that turned into the. the oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And he's and his Nightwing. That's all you had to say. Uh, and I, I like only Injustice read stuff. what's relevant to what's coming up. That's it. You know how I roll. There's too much going on, Coy. I only read seventy books. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I am. I'm very excited personally for the Authority. I think that is such a James Gunn wheelhouse, and yeah. it's going to be something that surprises people. Authority is the one I'm most anticipating. I'm a little bit apprehensive. I mean, no. I would say James Mangold's Swamp Thing sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm very excited Swamp Thing. Yeah, uh, Nightwing's a huge one for me. I want to see Detective Chimp. That feels very James Gunn. It hasn't been announced yet, but I think we are going to get a Detective Chimp because that is very much his thing. Uh, in the DCU that we have not been announced, I think Justice League Dark is what the thing I wanted from the prior iteration of DC the most, so I've kind of like held on to that. So I, I really want to see that kind of corner of the world. Uh, I would love to see a new Poison Ivy. Um, I Of mine, of DC... You guys probably know this, but Mr. Miracle is my favorite DC character. Uh, I want to see Mr. Miracle in the new God element, but also like the darkness of Mr. Miracle be represented. Uh, And then lastly, he already said Swamp Thing. I'm going to go with uh, Plastic Man. I think he's a great source of comedy that is so weird and wacky that it would help DC feel more like it's got versatility in it. You know, he said there's no plans for the Suicide Squad 2, which really bummed me out because I rewatch the suicide squad very guardians and i'm like god damn i love this movie yeah pains me that there's not a sequel in development larry we got a 10 we're almost done here guys okay hear me out since we're talking about affleck and gardner returning as daredevil and electra for deadpool 3 what if favreau gets a cameo he gets to kill as foggy as happy in deadpool 3 or some funny cameo between the two i think a favreau i was weirdly thinking about john favreau when i was working out it's a weird thing. Because of his role in Friends as a UFC fighter. I don't know what made me think about John Favreau when I was working out, but it was like this weird thing where I was thinking about his work in Couples Retreat, 
and how every time he's in a movie, he always plays some kind of like like a horny weirdo or uh, I respect. Him. Or, I mean, I haven't seen the movie Chef, but yeah. oh, so good. It's like a horny weirdo or just some like you watch Chef or or just some guy who kind of gets clowned on. Yeah, right. But then he's also this like respected director and a big part of nerd culture. Yeah, he's and, he's like and a, Iron Man and Mandalorian, you know. And I'm like it's it seems like such an op. And he's like made Jungle Book and Lion King, and I'm like it's so weird the on screen actor personality, the characters he takes on versus him versus running who studios. he is. Yeah, as a, I'm like what a what a dichotomy, yeah. right? Of 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 like. Not representing at all what he's like, you yeah. know, uh, of just truly capable of because he never plays someone with that much authority or intelligence. He feels you like know? it's full escapism for him. Yes. Like, like uh, Christian Bale is such a jolly guy and he always plays the scariest guys. Like Christian Bale is like a Welsh Santa vibe and Christian Bale is always like, ah, it's scary. And I feel like John Favreau is that in the other way. Where, it's like a weird, yeah, it's, it's you know bizarre, I mean? John Favreau is yeah. like, I'm always like this schlubby every man, but you're like literally yeah. reinventing Star Wars Marvel. Like he reinvents it's, entire world i mean uh i would love that foggy uh also i think it'd be really funny and i don't know if this could ever happen but kevin smith in deadpool because that would happen because kevin smith's in daredevil and i would love to see kevin smith get to much like the stan lee cameo in captain marvel if stan if kevin got his flowers as an actor in deadpool i'd love that that's my big cameo kevin smith i would love that i love that idea quentin just want to say what do you want to say you know, I'm, uh, we haven't used this one enough. Okay. You'll get, You'll get your, your rent, rent when you, when you fix, fix this, this damn, damn super, super chat. chat. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I just want to say thank you, Koi, for... You know what I should do for these live streams? I should have a little background music. Ooh. A little royalty-free little, background little vibe? music. A little just elevator vibe? the whole time. Yeah. A little Muzak, like when you're at a grocery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really distract the audience. <laughs> I like it. I like to love it. Just want to say thank you, Koi. This is Quentin Tarantino, by the way, for Thanks. introducing me into reading <laughs> comics. I've not been able to stop reading. Even now, I'm reading comics. It's an addiction. It's become a problem. My family has said I should check into a rehabilitation center due to the excessive reading I keep doing. I lose sleep reading comics. Um, I've just finished the ultimate Spider-Man run of the Clone Saga issues. And holy shit, if they ever made that into live action, I would freak out. I... Could not love this comment more. Thank you, Quentin. I just want the medium to thrive. So you reading comics means the world to me. Ultimate Spider-Man, I think, is the most approachable comic book run of all time. It also lasts a long time. So if you get in it, you can live in it for a while. I think it's the thing that helped Marvel come back. I think it's the thing that helped comics come back. Because if yeah. one of the big two thrive. Uh, and one of my favorite fun facts about the Ultimate Spider-Man comics is it was supposed to be a miniseries, which is why the pacing in the first three issues is so different from the rest of the run. And that when Brian Michael Bendis started writing that comic, he had a desk. By the second episode, uh, second issue, he was writing it on top of his uh, filing cabinet and the third issue he was writing it on the floor but by the fourth issue they got their numbers back and they started buying back equipment again Marvel was in such bad shape they were selling equipment and that comic really helped turn things around I don't I don't know if people realize how precarious every art and medium is a lot of people are always like oh movies will always be fine comics will always be fine they're better off than a lot of people say because the doom and gloom always gets clicks but they're also not 
infallible. That's why artists are important. That's why all the AI stuff's scary. That's why all of the people saying, like, I'll just steal this and pirate it don't understand what they're doing. If you love art, support art. Comics almost ended, and comics are doing better now, but you never know what impact a story you pick up has. Ultimate Spider-Man's a great example. It was a miniseries that turned into an entire universe that turned into Miles Morales, that turned into Across the Spider-Verse, that turned into one of the best animated movies of all time, that turned into the best one of the best sequels of all time, and all of that is because of comic books. So please read comic books. Please love this medium that I love. Please support movies and TV if you love them, and thank you. I'm, I'm so glad that I could, uh, I could gift you that, that bit of art that you got to consume and enjoy. It's the hair, guys. It brings out a new side of me. It's, I feel more it's, me. It's the hair. It's yeah. just, this is me again. It's not quite, it's quite not ranting. It was love, but it was a positive rant, if, yeah. if it was a rant. I had zero rants today. What's a word for a positive rant? Um, zealous diatribe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Way to pull that one. Damn. <laughs> Much love. Nicely done. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Koi stayed here a lot longer than he was supposed to. That's what happens when you get super chats. You keep us live streaming, everyone. All right. This Bef- was fun. Love this. Before we go, let's get around your your, your channel. Is still pulled up there, my friend. Let's get a round of quick, quick little goodbyes in for everyone as I readjust this. Bryce Bush, I think I say is it. Uh, Jalen Lugo, Nerd Girl Jean, Tracy uh, Fukala, uh, Nick Vasquez. You tell them. Thanks, man. Pause rant. Oh, I like that. Uh, Angel of Death. Uh, that was Llewellyn Alutuni. Uh, JB Lifestyle Flex LF. Webhead reacts saying, oh, "Hey, J six one six. All right, I think that is a, a good little stream because it slowed down because the thirty seconds I read too Thank fast. Thank you, JB Lifestyle. Oh my God, such a nice comment. Much much appreciate if you guys are joining us. What's love, Big D? Big D. If you guys can leave a like on the way out, that'd be very much appreciated. We talked about every topic that was featured here. We right? did. We did. We did. You, you eventually said what, thank you for holding down the chat here too, Bucky Barnes. You, you said why everything will change, right? So we're oh, a lot. There was a part in there. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay, that was yeah, with an yeah. exclamation point, not a question mark. I got right, it. Okay, good. Perfect. All right. Awesome. All right. Another live stream next week. We're going to be rank, uh, ranking the DC animated movie universe. Yeah. So if you have any questions over there, that'll be next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. Thanks, guys. Leave a like and a comment, and also leave a like in the DC Animated videos, what you guys want us to get into next. And Saturday, 1 o'clock, Saturday, 1 o'clock, San Diego Comic-Con in the library. We'll be there. We'll see you there. Much love, Reject Nation. Oh, my God. You're going to make Nerdy Girl faint. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, everyone. Bye.